If it doesn't rain, I'll be very annoyed because mm, I've been psyching know. myself up for this storm. I'm not gonna. Let me, like let me all weekend. Your heart right now, bud. Yep. <laughs> We're not leaving weather updates in. Are you sure about that? <laughs> oh, oh come weather on, update. We're supposed to be killed. And they've taken that away from us, we're too. Be strongly <laughs> even even the not. escape of death is not available to you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, am being, I am being repressed. Yes. That's right, you are. Um, hello, and welcome to Valerius Your Problem. It's a podcast about engineering disasters with slides. I'm Justin Rosnick. I'm the person who's talking right now. My pronouns are he and him. Okay, go. I am Alice Caldwell Kelly. I'm the person who's talking now. My pronouns are she and her. Hey, Liam. Hey, Liam. Hi. I'm Liam Anderson. My pronouns are he, him. And we have a guest. We have I'm a guest. a guest. Okay, I am the voice <laughs> of James Gilboy. He, they. I am an automotive writer at thedrive.com. Hmm. This is a very professional here, introduction. Well done, everyone. So, uh, uh, I was about to say... Uh, yeah, let's ruin uh, that. James, yeah, why are you here? James, why are you here? Why did you come on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to talk about the hole in your screen. Oh my because god! Because we all love some good hole. That's a big hole. Yeah. Oh man, I went to the it's club the other day, and I was I, I I I I my friend Kyle came over and um you know punched it in the drywall. You know, my boss's oh, name yeah. is Kyle. And then yeah, and then uh, yeah, your boss milkshake, Kyle milkshake went in there and <laughs> thought it's meant for me. Yeah, <laughs> this is a this is a beautiful hole. Uh, just if anyone wants a really clean drop of me saying that, um, yeah. <laughs> why why is it why supposed is to here? be there? Why why? Mm. Yes, explain oh, explain okay. the the hole to me. Um, well, they blew up a sedan. Um, well, <laughs> really <spoiler>. dense sedan. <laughs> wow, they, they, really... they blew up a sedan that's... made of osmium, and we're going to talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, we don't talk enough about Chrysler's Osmium line of K cars. I think they suggested <laughs> Osmium as a name for the Edsel. Oh my god, a really heavy car, along with Excipiter and all that other stuff. Mm, that's right. So yeah, today today we're gonna we're, we're here to talk about <laughs> oh fun fucking thing. outstanding bud. <laughs> Which is, what if you could use nuclear bombs for things other than murdering people? Ah, I mean, obviously, uh, yes. uh, be best friends day. Yes, yes. Remember the future. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, mm. exactly. But first, we have to do the goddamn news. All right, this one's on me. This one is on me. Please, please stop yelling at me in the comment section of the all news video that we did. Where I neglected. Yeah, to you're introduce... a Nazi now. Yeah, I'm a Nazi now, and I'm both sides in the oh, war in Ukraine. Um, we got we got a two star review and a one star review today, by the way. Ooh, in our review that summary. stings. That because really we, stings. Yeah, well, we sound we sound like immature nine year old boys, which is eh, well, not entirely well, off the I, mark. I, I, dispute, I dispute the boys part, but like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, well, the other one is uh, I would like it better if it weren't political, and it's like, well, then go fucking as we always say, go fucking watch the History Channel. You can uh -huh. learn about engineering disasters in between ancient aliens and Nazis and shit. What is uh, even on the History Channel just blow anymore? Me. Just oh, blow like me. Hitler's secret train. Yeah, I appreciate the effort of leaving us of leaving us a one star review, but to which I say, go f ass. H Hitler's mm. secret pyramid that was built yeah. by aliens. 
Yeah, I legitimately, um, I watched the History Channel for the first time in, in years uh, a while back, and I, I saw Hitler's secret train, and the train wasn't that secret, or even really that Hitler's. Hitler didn't really pay much attention to it, but... Uh, yeah, not, neither secret nor Hitler's. Nor <laughs> my, <laughs> my, my my beloved Hitler, right? Because I'm both sides in the Whoa. war in Ukraine. Oh, oh boy, <laughs> don't clip that, please. Now, in fairness, in fairness, there are Nazis on both sides. Yeah, <laughs> uh, on the right side and the wrong side. But we, it's we... our good Nazis versus their bad Nazis. That's right. <laughs> but we no, bring that you, up to you, the State you, Department. You're buddy. Polish. <laughs> you, people are going to get even madder at you for mentioning this. Uh, but yeah, so the thing What's that he going to do? Not write about it or read about it. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to going to institute another of the news items. No, the thing yeah. is, right? I I on three podcasts, I would say I work. Uh, you know, maximally a four day week, but because I'm a dumb piece of shit, that is enough to overwork me to the point where I forget stuff. Uh, and so, in the course of doing an all news episode, I forgot a massive piece of news, which is entirely within our our competence, within our gift, which is the Russians blowing up a massive hydroelectric dam and flooding shitloads of southern Ukraine in order to make a Ukrainian counteroffensive more difficult and also to be dickheads. Uh, it is like killing their own soldiers in the process. Yeah, I was yeah, about course. to say this. This also really fucked over the Russians, which is the interesting part about it. Um, uh, I I hate Moscow infrastructure week. Mowing over your own soldiers seems to be part of Russian military policy. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's part of a doctrine. tradition. It's yeah. doctrine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've all seen enemy at the gates. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's pure spite, right? Like, um, oh yeah. Uh, God, what's you made the, us work what's the... to conscript you. Here's how we think of you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this has had a bunch of like very weird effects aside from the obvious bad ones, like the reservoir drying up and people finding a bunch of dead Nazi skulls, like OG World War II Nazis, um, nice. who just like drowned in the in the river back in the day. Put them and... back, put them back, but upside down to really mm -hmm. fuck with them. Yeah, I mean, they're still there, there, I guess. But. Uh, the reservoir on the uh, Dnipro River right here is uh, a very, mm -hmm. very, very large one. Yes. Obviously, Ukraine is a very important agricultural region for all of Europe. Oh, this is um, this is fully going to cause famine. It's not, yeah, mm -hmm. they're not super dependent on irrigation. It's not. It's not like uh, like let's say the American Southwest where uh, all of the uh, the all of the Reed avocados, Cadillac desert. All of the avocados that keep the millennial generation afloat are are um, entirely grown with water that's been transported eleven hundred miles. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it, it, Ukraine is a little bit more sustainable than that. But you know, this big reservoir means that uh, a lot of these these cities along the Dnieper. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that. Strictly correctly, I also don't know enough to tell you. Yeah. I, I think, but you know, they, they, the they, consonants they, together, like you're gonna have, you're gonna have like water, water intakes that don't work. You're gonna have sewer discharges that don't work. You're gonna have like uh, the big stupid nuclear power plant everyone likes to complain about. Yeah, exactly uh, that has no, yeah. yeah, it has no cooling water right now because the water oh, level is gonna ideal. be too low. Mm. But it's they, also shut, shut down off, all of the so, reactors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like so it's, it's like. It's not a big deal. You just can't turn it back on right now. Rebuilding this dam is going to be a huge pain in the ass when the conflict is over. And who knows when the conflict will be over? I mean, yeah, this, and, and this, this is, whole, is 
It's another thing that you've committed the post-war Ukrainian state to doing, along with rebuilding the giant, impractical Soviet cargo aircraft. Where, like, yes, you know, it was it, in this case, it's something more practical and more vital to rebuild. But in both cases, you've just handed them a huge bill purely out of spite because now it's symbolic as well as being important practically. The thing about the AN two two five is was actually genuinely a good thing to have because oh, yeah. you could like. You know, if you're like trying to fly in, like, I don't know, a massive power transformer into like, you know, Central Africa or something. So you could mm -hmm. provide, you know, uh, underprivileged populations with electricity. You could do that very easily. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, um, it's a, it was a global asset. Um, yes. Yeah. As, as far as as far as the animating impulse goes, I highly recommend uh, Joseph Brodsky's poem on Ukrainian independence. Which is a sort of like piece of Russian hate speech that is also a, like surprisingly conflicted about its own spite, but uh, it includes the line about spitting in the Dnieper uh, in hopes that it flows in reverse. <laughs> but yeah, I, the thing that struck me about this uh, sabotaging this dam is it seemed like really bad for both sides. Um, I don't that's think it strategy. helps anyone. That's, that's, you know, that's <laughs> rough doctrine, baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get like the dumbest people on Twitter think that this is an inside job. This will be a recurring theme with another one of our news items. Where they're like, "Oh, there's there's unanswered questions." There aren't there aren't unanswered questions. It was it was just the Russians. Um, that's the only way that makes sense. Shut up. Um, Are there people be like assuming that the Ukrainians have for some reason done yes. immense damage I, to their infrastructure. But, I have okay. genuinely seen that argued because I uh, I don't know their motives are inscrutable apparently. Um, yeah, that, that makes as much sense as the U.S. blowing up Hoover Dam. <laughs> yeah, we're, <laughs> just, we're... just as a flex, you know. <laughs> well, we don't even fairness, want it uh, anymore. That that reservoir is uh, not as high as this one was. Uh, That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, there was the other uh, piece of context on the dam is that the reservoir was the highest it had been in like I don't know thirty years or something mm. when uh, when the dam got blown. Um, I don't think there's any video or pictures of the dam actually blowing. I mean, no. you know, hilariously, you know, there was one thing that could have happened since the reservoir was so high and no one seemed to have definitive control over the dam. Is the thing just overtopped and fell over? <laughs> no, I I read something about like you know the using explosives from like the service tunnel inside it, and it's like made sense to me. So yeah, that makes sense as well. Or do they still have any of those like dam buster explosives from World War Two? I know those were like a U.S. <laughs> thing, but like giant explosive skipping stones. Yeah, if anyone saw like a Lancaster bomber, maybe it was us all along. Maybe it was the Brits. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm kind of disappointed guy. that there's no video because like. Sure, it's probably a propaganda tool, but it would be like grimly cool to watch happen, you know. Mm. Well, I mean, you can see the satellite images. It is also a run of the river dam, you know, something like a safe harbor on the uh, Susquehanna or something like that. So there, there's not a huge amount of water level difference. Um, so you know, it wouldn't be that impressive, you know. <laughs> but on the other hand. A lot of water did move in and kill a lot of Russian and Ukrainians. Um, mm -hmm, yeah, uh, and and then I think Russia shelled the like aid workers as well, just as an extra, you know, in case you're confused about, about the Doing motivation great. going Doing on great. here. It's like, no, it is, it is, fuck you and fuck you again. Um, yeah.
war doing great. Everyone, everyone's having such a great time. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> I think it's have probably seen, a bad idea to start one. Have you seen the Lockheed Martin stocks? Jeez. Oh my God. I have yeah, not. The Polish defense imagine. ministry has been sort of like stumbling around throwing money at stuff in a drunken stupor. And honestly, is, yeah. Right. Isn't that yeah, part for the course though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've invested a shitload in a, a bunch of new submarines with screen doors. I met this guy named Boris Yeltsin. I um, <laughs> put him in charge of spending money. We found him under a bridge. <laughs> so yeah, bad news for Ukraine. Somehow also bad news for Russia. Probably good news for the military industrial complex, but you know, when isn't it? Good news if you own a concrete company. Um, yeah. If you're a general they contractor. Will, they mm. will have to rebuild this thing. So sort of the, the the great tides of world history really going up and down if you're a general contractor. On the upside, you get the contract to do some of the concrete for this dam. On the downside, you're still kind of sore because ISIS has your old truck, you know? Yeah. Well, I would say the tide is mostly going down here. Um, <laughs> going to the dam collapsing. Only where right, it's not we'll supposed it. to. Yes. Mm. We'll In other news. Oh, God, I hope I have the right button. The gamer tube. Yeah, we gotta talk about the gamer tube. About it. Yeah, we got to talk about it. I. We got so, your Twitter DMs. All right. Yeah, I <laughs> was about to say okay. we, we we were in fact aware of the Titanic yeah. submersible that imploded. Um, it imploded, folks. We thought that they could have been saved. It turned out no. It imploded basically instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, What's and this really is really funny. Uh, the U.S. Navy knew that from Sonoboys or Sonophones. But because they didn't want to release that because there was a classified capability, they let the search go on fruitlessly for like several days, for like two or three days. I don't understand why that's classified. That's something we already knew they could do. Oceanographers can do that too. Um, (laughs) So we wasted how many millions of dollars just so we could announce our Sonobui capability or whatever like three days later? Yeah, oh, like dozens of millions. Yeah, all of the search and recovery stuff would have had to been done anyway, just because they do want to go and pick up the pieces of the submersible to figure out exactly what went wrong. That being Important. said, there's stop, a lot. Stop of, going in the ocean. There's a lot. That's of, what I wanted you know, to, to say here. You sort of look at this 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 uh, long history of doing these deep sea submersibles, and this is something that just does not happen which mm-hmm. is the submersible suddenly implodes. That's like A number one, the thing you don't want to happen. Yeah, um, you build it against that prospect. Yeah. yeah I, I, so we have we have our guy. We have our guy here. What's his name? Stockton um, Rush. Stockton, Stockton the Crush Rush. Uh, <laughs> Rush. <which> I, <laughs> it's a very 1800. It's a very Victorian name, isn't it? It, it is. It is. I, I, I stole that from a friend of the pod, uh, Carrie, who, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, um, you know, Stockton, Stockton, the crush rush, uh, he's like a libertarian guy. He was a libertarian guy. Now he's yeah, sort of, not a, much left of him. Now, now he's, he's sort of a, a, yeah, sort of a mush. Yeah. <laughs> which is, you Stockton know, mush. Stockton mush. Stockton, the mush rush. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny, but goddamn! Yeah. <laughs> I was eating pizza and didn't record how hard I was laughing to that. 
So Stockton, uh, Stockton, the mush rush. Um, he's like this libertarian guy. He was like, well, you know, we need to do these, uh, these, these, uh, these expeditions, you know, this exploration stuff, it needs to not have the government involved, right? And, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you're operating international waters, whatever, you do you. He builds this submersible. It's supposed to be sort of on the cheap. It's supposed to be very simple. He does, he does a bunch of shortcuts, yes. A bunch of, no, a bunch of shortcuts, innovation. yeah. This is innovation Sorry, a bunch of innovations. So, like, the, uh, rather than the usual, usual spherical shape, the submersible is, the pressure vessel is a tube you know like a propane tank right uh it's got titanium end caps but the the main body of the thing is built with four 500 layers i think 500 ish layers of uh pre-preg carbon fiber which you know is is um not like not known for its ductility no Um, and and this carbon fiber by the way that he got he got a deal on it. He bought it from Boeing because it was like now Expired. unsafe for them to use in planes. Yes. Oh, good. Yes. Oh, all right. That's fucking. Yes, it was. Sick. It was, it was expired. First, yeah. baby. Let's do it. Yeah. It was uh, expired carbon fiber. I believe he, he he mentioned that um you know they did it in conjunction with Boeing and NASA, but actually Same shit, they put it I, I Alfa Romeo's. <laughs> well, it's less safety critical in. <laughs> In cars, I don't know. An usually, it's just can the... still kill your ass just as dead. Yeah. It's all right, Ross. Let's get you in a four C and see how you do, buddy. <laughs> yeah, the four C like had, yeah. from what I heard, chassis bonding problems early on. Like, yeah, carbon fiber is very easy to fuck up. Be very funny if you're just driving along the road, you're, you're like Alfa Romeo fails and you just implode. <laughs> from just just from what I know about carbon fiber, which is mostly from. Being in the Drexel Formula SAE Club, it's just mm-hmm. annoying. It's an annoying material. It's annoying to work with. It takes a long time. And it's like, wow, I, you know, we have this the strongest, Lighter. lightest material. And like, this is mostly just glue, though. Mm. I, um, I think the funniest <laughs> thing is getting like aerospace carbon fiber because when you sort of look at an airplane, you ask yourself, you know, wow, what kind of sort of like, kind of atmospheric pressure can that thing deal with? And the answer is between zero and one, right? Yes. And then, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you take it down into the ocean where significantly greater pressures obtain. And you're going to do it. I understand there are pressure vessels for like mm-hmm. diving and stuff. Yeah. Uh, which are made of carbon fiber, but then it's intention. This one, the pressure's on the outside. It's in compression, um, which I think is less well understood. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I believe things... this, this has attempted, uh, been attempted. I want to say Virgin Oceanic wanted oh, to God. do oh, yes. a carbon fiber um, uh, submersible, and they realized, well, we would only be able to use it for one dive. Um, <laughs> That's all you need, right? Single yeah, use it's, submersible it's seems like a seems like a very late stage capitalism thing. Yeah, That's, there are uh, there very, are very so hard. many other different things going on with this. But one of them that I really want to highlight is if you look at the interior of the submersible here, you may notice that it does not look the way you would expect it to perhaps. Oh, In that it, what a miserable place to die, man. <laughs> it looks like a metal like a plain metal tube. Uh, it's got like one little viewing window, which is over the sub, the, over the submersible's toilet, for one thing. Yes. Um, and it's it's controlled with a Logitech 
like off-brand gaming controller, and Stockton Rush is on video I, saying, I, think "I used to buy five of these in bulk once." Uh, yeah, for yeah, yeah. Land PC idea I had, <laughs> and, and Stockton Rush was quoted as saying that he got the lights from Camper World. Um, <laughs> so a lot of off-the-shelf parts. The, it also had, had an elevator button to go up. Yep. It did. Which, it did. Actually, that's I, I pretty think that's funny. Kinda, I actually that's like kind of that. funny. Actually, yeah. <laughs> it, it it had no radio or like really any means of communication with the surface other than a text message through Starlink, which is your Elon Musk connection. Um, so like, it would have to rely on the surface vessel to tell it where to go. It got lost all the time for like hours. Um, and they said it text messages. Yes, yes. The navigation was text messages. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, yeah, the, the, they took this thing, which, by the way, was never certified by anyone. No one ever inspected yeah, it. Is there a certifying because, body for yes, mini yes. subs like yes, this? Yes, there oh, is, yes. Oh, okay. It's called the free market. <laughs> there's there's three like Lloyd's will certify a submersible. In Lloyd's, the UK. Will, Lloyd's will certify anything. Yeah, okay. Uh, a, a DNV, which is I want to say Norwegian or possibly German, but they're another big commercial one. Uh, and then Sounds the US Norwegian. like uh, Bureau of Shipping will also do it. Um, what the hell are you shipping on a submarine? Well, I guess cocaine, cocaine probably. Yeah. Cocaine, yeah. yeah, yeah. But but any of them will like you gotta, you gotta bring in your narco sub. Why this was this built? Good? I bet you. That that you remember that Coast Guard guy who was like standing on the narco sub trying to like hammer the door open? That was like a regulatory issue. That's the only reason. <laughs> yeah, it was like. Do you have a license for this? It's like, you, you can't make wake in a harbor. Bam, 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 bam. Oh my god, yeah. You just narco sub your way past, <laughs> past the no wake sign. You knock over the buoy. <laughs> Holding up a banner that just says, what do you think no wake zone means? <laughs> yeah, it's the American Bureau of Shipping will also certify a submersible. And so all of the people who like run submersibles professionally wrote at length and many times to Stockton Rush to say, hey, you're gonna get yourself and probably a bunch of paying customers killed in this thing. And it kind of gives us all a bad name, which it absolutely has. I assume. Yeah, he did. He said that this like stifles innovation. He said that there were like baseless cries okay. that he was gonna kill someone. Okay. Um, well, he, I guess they weren't so baseless, were they? He's yeah, he's he, human he, being he, uh, soup at he, the uh, moment, so he yeah, they, they call him food. Stockton the Brush because he brushes <laughs> off his critics. <laughs> they, they, oh, they shouldn't call him that because you. he also refused to that. paint the submersible in any color that would be visible to rescuers. He left it painted uh, white because he didn't like the idea of painting it orange or yellow. Um, yeah, I don't like moron, that. Goddamn. Not that it would have mattered, <laughs> as he's again currently crab food, but yeah, I mean, he he cited in this blog post about the uh, he cited Tesla specifically as an innovation. Oh my god, as the driver of innovation, yeah. but like before regulation. Um, and yeah. then he got a yeah. bunch of how'd that go for him? He got a bunch of paying passengers, um, two billionaires, but like I, I and and like one of their kids and like a Titanic historian. Titanic who I do expert, feel bad yeah, for, which is a bummer, yeah. along with the yeah. kid, because it's just like, yeah, like that sounds so cool, and it's just like no one. Well, the kid, the kid the was kid smart enough not to want to do it. Like he was trying to talk right. his dad exactly. out of it, and his he dad was like, like, yeah, was like yeah, no, you got to get yeah. in this fucking submarine. Yeah, it's it's right. me, Father's Day, bitch. <laughs> this is this is a real victory for the anxiety disorder community because anytime yes. anyone suggests anything to me and I say. I don't want to, I'm scared. 
and they say, no, you should do it. It'll be fine. I can just say, Come well, on, you know it'll what? It'll be fine. Well, like, you I know gotta go happened? with the instinct because look at this fucking, uh, this poor kid who just got mulched. Um, like, because his dad thought, ah, no, it's gonna be fine. Um, so I, I, I do, I feel bad for the, for the like, passengers, right? This guy, sure. on the other hand, who, like, effectively well, murder-suicided them. <laughs> yes. Yes, he's, well, he's crab food. Mm -hmm. I'm really liking the phrase, crab food. Her, do they have is... crabs that deep? Yeah, they I get don't, crabs. I don't want to think about it. Whole... Don't make me think about shit that's down no, there. No, no, no please I, don't I, do it. I watched the, I watched the James don't. Cameron documentary yesterday about going way down in the deep. And like they, the they picked up, they picked up a whole bunch of shrimp, like they were exotic oh, shrimp that shrimp. no one had si seen it. ever before. Yeah, but you know, they they picked them up in a trap, and I was like, okay, they're sending these out for scientific examination. But how do they taste? They look delicious. Mm. Um, <laughs> this is I don't I don't want to eat the deep sea beasts in general. No, the, no, it's they might be good, weird. And I don't like them. There what was one good? take. There was one take that I really sort of disagreed with, which was as we were doing the rounds. I, I you saw put them in a nice etouffee. It'd probably be delicious. <laughs> I, do, I do like. We can't grow right. Cajuns access to the deep sea. Um, no, I, like I, I've been making as bad taste jokes about this as anyone because I love that shit and I love when billionaires die. Right, but like and the submersible, yeah. Pierre. <laughs> One of the things that like made me feel uh, like this was a bad take was the take some people had, which is. Uh, not like, oh, uh, you know, billionaires, whatever, but it's bad that to be like exploring the Titanic for touristic purposes or whatever because people died there. I'm like, uh, the, I, people die fucking everywhere. That's one of our favorite things to do is die yes. places. You can't walk around anywhere without somebody having died on it. And, Most people do it eventually. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, I think it's also like, the thing is 13,000 feet down if mm -hmm, you yeah. want to like you are free to do so obviously this is just kind of arrogant dude thinks he knows better than uh, mm -hmm. uh, everyone else and uh, kills a bunch of people in the process I also think that like with a program like this you're getting somebody who's going to probably cut corners with say respecting the wreck like right, if he had any true. means he'd probably be souvenir hunting or he'd be crashing into <laughs> right. it and I had that thought further. too that like Fuck this guy specifically for doing it. If they got mm. down there, I sort of doubt that this guy would have been respectful of the wreck. So, like, yeah, and that that wreck's gonna turn into mush anyway. You know, yeah, I don't, like I don't even years. think that like, yeah, also, you like, know, I think souvenir hunting, this... I think, is actually a good thing. I'm gonna be yeah, honest. I, with I you. mean, also, like, I, I after you know, a hundred and what, like, sixteen years, something like, and and or, like, people think there's gonna be. People think there's going to be a shitload of skeletons down there. I was like, no, no, it's too no, deep. Powder, that, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's too deep and it's too old. They're just going to be squished. You know, all those people will mulch now. Um, yeah, I, I, I just I don't get the fascination with the Titanic in general because mm. like there was a lot of ocean liners. Some right. of them are even still floating. We I mean, made you know, you can take this you know, episode you, about you can... it. Yeah, you I didn't like it. The, you could come to <laughs> Philly and hang out with me and Ross on the SS United States, which is like not that far from our house. Yeah, no, they are evicting. They are trying to evict the SS United States <laughs> yeah. from its birth. What are they going like, to do? They're going to get a they're gonna float a tug up to Delaware and try to move that bitch. Hell no. Yeah, that's how it got there in the first place. <laughs> that's like 
you know, they're going to like send it to India and scrap it, you know? And it's like, well, why, why are you looking at the Titanic when you could like look at actually existing ocean liners, which are still floating and you can go in and maybe, you know, not like have them be destroyed slowly over a long time by nature because they haven't sank. There because, are because, floating ocean liners. I don't get it. <laughs> because they made that movie with Kate Winslet, and because we like flirting with death, it reminds us that we're alive. Um, I sure do. Yeah. So, so like they 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 get down there, and the you know the guy presses the turbo button on the controller by accident, and it just implodes the <laughs> sub. Um, and and then we have to fuck around for three days working out how much oxygen we think they have left, like they have cusked themselves. Um, and we're sort of like all feeling very bad about them, you know, dying the most one of the most horrible ways we can imagine. When actually, no, they didn't know anything about it. It was like you know faster than any possible reaction time. He just he presses the turbo button and the lights go out. You know, that's it. That's as far yeah. as deaths yeah, go. That, this pretty good. This does not rate very high on the Liam Fear Index. I will say no, that. You, no. you if, if I'm gonna have... die, I don't want to know the first fucking thing about it. You know, it, like would have happened right. like as fast as. Like running over a toothpaste tube with a Hummer at a highway speed, like mm -hmm. that's it. Yeah. I mean, I like say, people you, you like... could have gotten the same experience. In fact, the much better one because you wouldn't have to stare through a tiny window by mm -hmm. going down to the IKEA on Delaware Avenue and looking at the SS United States. I don't yeah. get it. I none of this. Well, I was saying none of this makes sense. You could have some sense. Swedish meatballs. <laughs> you mm -hmm. could have some Swedish meatballs. You could buy a Blahage. Yeah, um, you could, by, uh, yeah, you could stop by uh, beer peddlers and yeah, yeah, yeah. use their bathroom. They're very friendly they get, in there. They're, they're, you you they're, don't have to like cram into a tiny tube with four other dudes and then get imploded with them. Yeah, that's you just driving in my GTI. Like I'm creepy underwater that you know this this guy uh, he, he he is not wearing shoes in the submarine. Is yeah. like oh, a you imagine that being? Yeah. You imagine that being the last thing before you die is this dude's fucking dogs. What if you hey, yeah, yeah, think you spent like yeah, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for this submarine, sir? You spent two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to get in the submarine, mm -hmm. and you didn't realize your sock had a hole in it, and you didn't oh, realize you would have to take your shoes off, and now you're embarrassed. Oh god! Damn. I the, the other <laughs> thing that's really funny about this is that he was running this at a loss. He wasn't making money on this. What? Uh, he, 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 like. Because How? passion he, project. He was charging a quarter million a person. He was very bad at running a business. The way that he framed it was like, yeah, we, we charge a quarter of a million dollars per person, and in one trip we spend a million dollars on fuel. And it's like, <laughs> bro, what? <laughs> for fuck's sake, dude. So, what yeah. That? That, I guess the fuel is for the boat, but I was like, what is fuel yeah. for? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I mean, rich people are different, man. They they want to die so bad. Um, I was about to say, like, yeah. not in the way that you or I might want to die. They want to die in exotic ways, um, hurling themselves up Everest or into the fucking uh, uh, Challenger yeah. Deep or whatever the fuck. Um, uh, that would be a fun episode to be Mount Everest. Let's do it. Stop. Who do we, we, we know that mountains? Go to the bar. Yes, mm -hmm. you can go on an airplane too. I don't know, bring Doctor Eleanor back on. That would be yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. For Mount Everest? Yeah, I don't know. Just haven't had her on <laughs> just, just, just like, yeah, yeah, we missed you. Can you come talk about something that we don't know? None you know of us about know anything all. about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in other news.
That's right. Three news items. That's right. Because uh, we had to talk about this one. Um, yeah. You know, just just to really to balance out the the first one, where everyone's going to get mad and yell at us. I can really get my like nafo on. You know. Um, Evgeny Prigozhin and the boys went for a nice drive on a Saturday. <laughs> Evgeny Prigozhin, the guy whose name means roughly Gene Hansom, um, who used to be who used to be Putin's personal chef, uh, and then was Putin's personal mercenary, got yeah. kind of pissed off at the Ministry of Defense for trying to uh, like formalize and formally subordinate his his PMC Wagner, which is committed. Every number of war crimes you can imagine. Oh, all of them. All yeah. of them. Yeah. And uh, uh, turned him around and uh, managed and he's, to... Uh, mm. He's a big Peter Gabriel fan. <laughs> loves, that, loves that song, Sledgehammer. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. He, he, tur he turned his like war criminals around and he captured Rostov on Don, which is uh, like a fairly major city in southern Russia, including the headquarters of the southern military district, where he like occupied the military headquarters and had a very tense meeting with a couple of generals um, and was driving on Moscow uh, and panic ensued. They, they were shut, shutting down central Moscow. They were blocking the streets. They were digging up the highway with excavators, which is going to take some fixing as well. Um, and then as we were really getting into the swing of it on Twitter, inexplicably, instead of uh, invading Moscow, what happened was he got a phone call from Alexander Lukashenko, the um, president of Belarus, and they had what was what has been described by Lukashenko's press secretary as a masculine and hard conversation. What? Which I I don't know. They're, they're, they're very. Do you erotic. want potato? <laughs> Do you want potato in exchange for life? So yeah. So it, I have uh, tractor. <laughs> <laughs> you can ride tractor with Steven Seagal. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Lukashenko. How bad did that hurt your throat today? Oh, real bad. Real, I, don't, I, don't know, so, so I don't know how Milo does it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really, doing doing Luca takes something out of you. But um, yeah, he 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 called Prigozhin up and was like. Uh, why don't you get exiled you to Fetsy? Belarus instead? Uh, it's sort of heavily implied, and then, you know, Putin doesn't have you killed, which for now seems to have worked, which is a totally unexpected outcome. Um, and so I kind of assume that Prigozhin is going to get killed at some point later, but for now, uh, Putin's yeah. authority is, I think, fatally compromised, and within a matter of months or years, you will find that a lot of people are deciding that it's a good idea to have private armies, and eventually someone's going to think it's a good idea to make Mr. President retire to his country villa uh, and you know continue his service to the people from there. I really think they did not exhaust all their options before, uh, mm. you know, to, to delay this convoy because they went up the uh, the Russian M4 highway, which is a toll road. And all you have to do is really, you know, they're all in these Tatra eight by eight military transports and all mm -hmm. this shit. They got heavy vehicles, you know, just, yeah, really, really jack up the tolls on heavy vehicles. 
Um, open all the way stations. They're going to be stuck there for weeks. Pull over. Pull over. We got everybody's grandpas to drive their Lada Samaras in front of the column at like five kilometers an hour. Um, yeah, like, I, 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 I don't disagree with your, pol your political agenda, but your vehicle is overweight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can you even fit a T-54 through a toll booth? <laughs> Don't matter. Take the toll yeah, booth with see, you at that point. <laughs> is um, a, a T90s, which has like thrown one of the skirts above its tracks, trying to get out of. Yeah. Amusingly enough, the e the entrance to a circus in Rostov. Um, and y yeah, so th they shot down a couple of Russian Air Force helicopters. Um, there, you know, as far as I know, there might have been a couple of minor gunfights. But then you didn't see really like urban combat in the streets of Moscow, which it could have plausibly come to. And had it come to that, like Prigozhin and, and Wagner would still have been fucked, right? Like they would still would have lost, but it would have been like incredibly embarrassing, like even more than it has been now. Um, so Putin has like managed to save face weirdly through Lukashenko. Um, that must be embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as as like a loyalty test, all of the like local governors were sort of like. Stuck with Putin. Uh, Ramzan Kadyrov stuck with Putin. Um, so oh, yes. he's he's like better off in that respect than than some people would have thought. But yeah, I, I I think in the long term, and I mean the long long term here, I think it's Jova. I think like Putinism is kind of like uh, busted flush at this point. But that doesn't mean the war is either. Yeah. I congratulations to the new. Strongest leader in the European Far East, Alexander Lukashenko. <laughs> <laughs> well, like genuinely, I, I think the joke that um, uh, one of the Ukrainian uh, politicians made was that you know um, Putin started out the morning as the second most powerful leader in the world and ended it as the second most powerful leader in Russia. <laughs> it's, it's also Hot a heartwarming Saturday. tale of yeah, for sure. It's also a heartwarming tale of friendship because a large part of this was because Putin. Just will not fire his minister of defense, Sergei Shogo. Like that, that I don't know why. I don't know whether like Shogo has something on him or whether like Putin just likes him. But like he will not let go of that guy. Uh, and that's that's a great example of like cronyism for the ages, you know. And it's also a great tale of the boys going out for a nice drive on a Saturday, you know. Yeah. Yeah, um, you're yeah, really you're yeah. really milking that that specific joke, huh? Yeah, because it's good. It's it's good. I'm I'm glad for I'm glad for uh, Mr. Pringle and his friends. Um, you know, <laughs> going <laughs> going yeah, out I, driving a bunch of big trucks. Um, you know, it, and then coming time, back man. home. <laughs> there 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 is another dumb take on this, which is that this is the CIA bribing uh Prigozhin okay. to do this, which is. Fucking stupid. Some people link it with a like accounting error uh, news item from like a couple of months ago. That's also stupid. Uh, yeah. So I mean, uh, it's it's bad. A, a less stable Russia is as bad, but less predictable in a lot of ways. Um, and it's it's a grim portent of things to come. But in the meantime, at least we know that there will be lots of posts about it, and that's the most important yes. thing. Posts are important. Mm hmm. In other news, which have four newses, that was like, <clears throat> gee, we're at least how a, come a you have four newses? At least we're ostensibly a leftist podcast. I figure we should talk about the Wabtec strike at oh, least yeah. briefly. Um, so Wabtec is the tattered remnants of GE Transportation, which was the 
company that built locomotives for a long time, uh, mm. General Electric, um, their division. They sold it off to this company called Wabtech, which is sort of the private equity tattered remnants of Westinghouse Airbrake Corporation. All this stuff has gone through so many owners now. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, they make the Civil War era braking systems. Yeah, It'd be very funny um, to describe a corporation as a Civil War form of like um, business governance. Yeah, so that that the, the, they've sort of uh, since since Wabtech took over from GE Transportation, this is in Erie, Pennsylvania, where they made they make the locomotives there. Um, you know, the 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 unions at the plant have uh, you know they've lost a lot of their rights that they had under the previous owners because uh, Wabtech is you know. A young gun, uh, go-getter corporation, despite the fact that they're over 170 years old. But um, you know they're very much more anti-union. Um, the current strike right now is by the uh, United Electrical Radio and Machine Workers of America. Um, the strike is not over pay, to my knowledge, but mostly over grievances. In that, if you file a grievance as you know a worker, as a union worker, mm. the company simply does not address it. And you're not allowed to strike over those grievances not being addressed. Um, oh, cool. So you just can't have a functional yeah. union at all. Awesome. Yes, I mean essentially they 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 they're like okay, well you, you don't have any rights, um, but you also are not allowed to strike over the fact you don't have any rights. Well, they, they oh, struck anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Wabtech uh, threatened to lay off about 275 workers at the plant, replace them with contractors. Recently, if they did not accept the contract. They did not accept the contract. Everyone's on strike. The plant is not moving. Um, you know, and this has been covered in, you know, sort of leftist press uh, recently, I think, uh, somewhat extensively. I do think there is some some extent here where the the, the broader context is missed, which is that um, the locomotive industry is in real bad shape right now. There's been yeah. essentially no new locomotive orders in five years. Uh, one of the things the workers want is they're like, we need to, we we want to, in this new contract, we want to build green locomotives. And, you know, this is this is another sort of thing where it's like, that would be good. Um, and then they should be doing that. But also the way our policy structure is set up is that you, you the only green locomotives you can build are the ones that don't work. Um, <laughs> you know, battery, hydrogen, so on and so forth, mm -hmm. as opposed to overhead wire. Which is something that has been built at this plant in the past is you know overhead wire electric locomotives, um, you know. But the the sort of uh, the the this is important because you know the workers need to win. But I also think it's important to look at the context of the whole railroad industry is still going to shit in incredibly stupid ways, um, you know. And and you know between Wabtec and Progress Rail, which is the private equity, shitty, tattered remnants of, uh, uh, electromotive, electromotive division. Yeah. Um, you know, nothing is getting built. Um, sure. progress rail has done a lot more progress in union busting than Wabtech has. Um, but you know, the, the, the whole, the whole industry is falling apart. Um, right. You know, and, and this, I don't know. It's a depressing situation. I don't know how to resolve it. I, I mean, ho I hope the workers win. But the other thing is, you know, I, I hope that there's still a locomotive industry at some point. Um, yeah. It just sounds yeah. like you need like root and branch reform of 
the entire way that American railroads work. And you kind of need to just nationalize it. You know, there's another, another, another thing. It, had there not been so much news, I would have talked about the uh, Canadian Air Resources Board, um, you know, the railroad regulations, which are like, well, you need to invest in this fake technology that doesn't work uh, by 2030. Um, oh, cool. We and, love greenwashing, yeah, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. You know, and the industry is like, we can't do that because it's fake technology that doesn't work. But we also don't want to use the real technology that does work, um, which no one ever considered in the first place. It's, I I don't know. This has been this has been eating at me for a bit. Um, mm. <laughs> sort of like the the plug in hybrids to the electric car, if you like. Mm. Yeah, no no one's got no one's got a no one no one's looking at the whole elephant of the situation you know we're all blind men looking at different feeling different parts of the elephant it's just like i i know enough about the elephant that you know i'm frustrated at how it's been covered um (laughs) yeah they're all on like the elephant like ass or whatever yes but yeah i i don't know i mean you know there's there's a solution to every single problem in the world and that's over overhead electric rail electrification you know Yeah, electrification, <laughs> nationalization, Soviet yes. power, so- uh, Soviet power, and the electrification of the entire country. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At this point, it's it's not going to get much worse. So I figured, yeah, yeah. fuck it, throw on the Soviet, throw in Soviet oh, power. Yeah. Why not, man? A ye of little faith. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. No, I know. It's uh, I keep telling everybody it's going to get worse before it gets better. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, Lenin, uh, get walking around the world. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to mention that. Anyway, so uh, let's let's actually do an episode now that we're forty five minutes in. I just told Craig we're not going to be done till Tad. <laughs> I, I mean, look, the, we knew the submarine was going to take for fucking ever. So yeah. Right. Okay, so um, I I wrote I I did a couple slides and did the vaguest of notes possible. Out of point. Yeah, exactly. This looks like a, a sort of a spicy piece of metal here. Yeah, I was, I was about to say. Uh, it's like Tacky's Blue Hot. Yes. <laughs> I like the yes. empty Coke bottle and the like sort of, you know, brush and the like mm-hmm. ashtray sure and shit like right yeah. next to it. This this was like sterile lab conditions in, uh, you know, in the 40s. It's fine. <laughs> I don't want to drink okay. that Coke. I really don't. <laughs> no, no, I it's, don't. It's they, Nuka-Cola now. They made Nuka-Cola real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, all right. I, I guess we first must ask ourselves, what is nuclear? Uh, okay. So, stuff is made out of Spicy little rocks. miniature stuff called atoms, because that's the Greek right. for the smallest thing. And those those yeah. atoms, they have a, a, a nucleus. Um, and if you if you split that nucleus, then the bunch of energy gets released and goes in different directions unpredictably, which like smack, well, actually quite predictably, which smacks off into a bunch of other nuclei and there's a nuclear fission. Uh, and uh, in so doing, it releases a lot of energy um, in the form of, amongst other things, ionizing radiation, which is very bad for you, as the dude doing this cool party trick found out when he did the cool party trick wrong. Well, this is so recreation. This is this is a recreation of the party trick, but yes. 
Were they using the actual core for the recreation? <laughs> oh, that's really tempting, mm-hmm. fight. Right? I, I don't. I don't think so. Because you could probably you could probably uh, recreate it. Won't happen to me. Steel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just built different. Yeah. yeah, I'm just built different. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we have a, a picture here of the infamous demon core, where while they were doing experiments on how to build an atomic bomb at uh, Los Alamos or Oak Ridge, I forget which, um, you know, uh, a guy was prying open two halves of a otherwise critical uranium. This plutonium. It was plutonium. This is a plutonium. plutonium core, yes. Um, and yeah, it's meant to be kept apart with like wooden blocks. And his fun party trick was to like knock the wooden blocks out with a screwdriver. Um, and then just sort of like go like ooh, ooh and like tease it, tease the criticality <laughs> with a with a screwdriver, which I guess gets a big laugh out of um, a room full of nuclear physicists. Yes. <laughs> he was edging the core. They yeah, he was so much the cowboy yeah. shit. Don't say, come on, I'm he, he so tired of talking core. about. Stop it. <laughs> and uh, like previously, previously, a guy had uh, like fucked up alone experimenting with this core and giving himself a fatal dose of radiation. Um, I'll do it. Yeah, and then then th- this different guy, Lewis Slosen, was like fucking around with it and also gave himself uh, the the different like a different kind of radiation or well, the same kind. Of, no, he gave himself the same kind of radiation poisoning in a different way. Um, also, I should say the guy the guy was also like probably wearing cowboy boots at the time he did this because God bless um, him. I'm just there, there was a lot of cowboy shit going on in the Manhattan project. I, yeah. I will say. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, and he he slept. Like he uh, slept and he got if you remember the Therak 25 episode, was it Therak 23? Mm-hmm. I, I never remember. But uh, we 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 talked about yeah. um uh like measurements of radiation exposure. Uh, he got like 1.14 grays or 114 rads of gamma radiation in like a second. Um <sighs> Yeah. Well, you know, happens mm-hmm. the best of us. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. what cool is nuclear. Us. Yeah. Um, and they they blew up that core in a in a nuclear bomb test later on. They 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 did. We got to talk about what is the nuclear bomb. It's the like is... a really fucked up bowling accident where you're bowling with explosives and the pins are also explosives and the entire bowling hall is also explosive. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. All yes. right. Yes. All right. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically, you 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 take one of these highly radioactive cores, and they you know they're, they they go critical, which means they release a lot of radiation. But that's not enough. You need you know, need more than that, right? Mm-hmm. You got to make them go super critical. So you put it in the middle of a bunch of conventional explosives, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe you put it at the end of a bunch of explosives. You detonate all those explosives, and then that compresses the core till it's so dense and it's under so much pressure, it becomes super critical. And there's all kinds of these nuclear reactions what that go on, and then mm-hmm. and then it explodes much bigger. Yeah, uh, releases a lot of energy normal. in the form of like heat and light uh, and yes. ionizing radiation, uh, and it you know uh, fucking knocks a house over or vaporizes a house and yeah, also vaporizes over the yeah. And then if you're I'll very smart, <laughs> you will do a fusion bomb instead where there is, you know, a, a conventional fission bomb 
And then there's all this bullshit down here, which is a bunch of, uh, I, I forget what it is. Shit. I should have written, written down notes. That was moronic of me. Well, there were, there were words here, but I changed the background to black, so I can't see them anymore. Oh, well, this is all uh, supposed it, to be classified information anyway, so we shouldn't be telling you. <laughs> yeah, what, the way that a, the way that a fusion bomb works is um, the way a fusion bomb works. Yeah, so um, what you have is some classified material wrapped around another classified yeah. material wrapped a, uh, around which is wrapped some uranium, um, and then you have that as a sort of secondary adjunct to uh, a fission bomb, right, of the the first or second kind. Um, I actually got this image from uh, one of the Mar-a-Lago bathroom readers. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's a bunch of stuff in these that we don't we don't know about. I like talking about fog bank, uh, which is uh, a material. In the words of uh, a former general manager of Oak Ridge National Laboratory, the material is classified, its composition is classified, its use in the weapon is classified, and the process of manufacturing it is classified. Um, it, all, it was so actually some of my coworkers like did a bunch of reporting on this. It was so mm. heavily classified that they actually lost the institutional knowledge how to make it. And I yes. think they had oh. to like reverse engineer it. Yeah, they oh had to do God. it from like first uh, first principles. Um, so yeah, we've we've gone from a, a period of uh, you know from the first atomic bombs where part of the sort of the horror and the the Oppenheimeriness of it all was the knowledge that pretty much any sufficiently determined industrialized country could make one whenever they have, felt have like people it. done this like at Stanford just like yeah we built basically a tiny you know it's remarkably easy it. to build right uh, the, the problem yeah. is getting the material right yes that's yeah. what I know yeah the guy the guy uh the, the only guy who knew, knew how to make the fog bank material turned out to be Carl uh he worked, worked at <laughs> oh, a uh, Carl it was uh, like a was combination a... like Sunoco and uh you know the, the a chicken shop uh, somewhere in like just 13 miles outside of Oak Ridge, you know? Oh yeah. Like the, the mud they use for major league baseballs so from that one specific location on the Delaware that they won't tell us where it is. That's yes. in South Jersey. <laughs> yeah. That's good old Carl, man. He only charges yeah. $13 a barrel for fog bank. Exactly. <laughs> God knows where he gets it. We don't ask questions about Carl. He comes, he smokes his unfiltered Winstons, and he leaves. Yes. <laughs> so th this is this is the way in which Carl could end all human life, right? Um, well, no, he doesn't have the rest of the material. No, That's he true. just has fog bank. He has fog <laughs> bank. He Fine. comes out and gets the gets the barrels from behind the chicken coop. <laughs> this is organic. This is the, this is the way in which uh, the U.S. Navy, U.S. Air Force, um, a uh, Russian strategic rocket forces, Chinese strategic rocket forces, Israeli military, Royal Navy, French Navy, uh, Pakistani Army, Indian Army, and possibly, if they feel like it, the Korean People's Army. I'm sure I'm missing one, but I think off the top of my head, that's it. South you Africa. And at no, one South point, Africa abandoned their uh, nuclear. Yeah, force. yeah, yeah. Oh, at okay. one point, the South African Defense Forces could end all human life uh, in an afternoon. Well, in like twenty minutes. Um, also, Pepsi. Yeah, Pepsi for a minute. Pepsi for a hot minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so much of politics uh, since you know nineteen forty-five has been about how we don't do that. Um, and yeah, it's playing nuclear yeah. hot potato. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so far, against all odds, we have managed it. Um, yeah, at time so of far, recording. We've... 
only used it in anger twice uh, at Japan. Um, mm-hmm. This is the main use of nuclear weapons is to murder a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, you know, here we see uh, the city of Hiroshima, uh, which has been decidified. Um, there's no city left. Uh, yep. This is the primary use of nuclear bombs is to kill a whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. But it's also useful to have a really big explosive for other reasons. Huh. Can you, can you name why some of them over the course of perhaps uh, another hour or so? I can't. <laughs> another but our hour, she says, can. after leaving her own shit. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, these are just a few pictures of just kind of interesting pre, uh, I guess, early Cold War nuclear experiments because, you know, the technology was so new that we just were screwing around with it to see what we could do. Um, Hmm. On the left, you have, I believe, a rod of plutonium. Oh, one of those drop and run ones. It's, well, I I don't know exactly what it is. Wait, is it cobalt? Did I just, like, misread the caption? Okay. No, no, no. I mean, the drop and run (laughs) rod is Cobalt-6. Yeah. Okay. Well, this one is... you also want to drop and run. (laughs) Yeah, Ross, it's not like you're going to be... What, you're going to take it down to the bar and be like, hey, guys, look what I found. I don't know where the lead line briefcase in Norton lives in. I would instantly do that. I would bring it. Yeah. (laughs) Delicious. So... (laughs) Turning a fucking... uh, uh, One of these rods into, like, a salt shaker. Oh. Novelty drinks draw. I hollowed it out with a drill. Uh, oh, I would do that. That sounds yeah. That sounds fun. A neat party trick when my drink starts bubbling for no apparent reason. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> yeah, so that's bubbling because I believe that plutonium rod is reacting with itself so much that it's actually boiling the water in the, uh, the beaker there. Uh, in the middle, you have like a portable x-ray that they came up with. Um, I'm guessing they don't still use this for safety reasons. No, probably um, not. I, I, I really like, just to focus back in on the, the, the first one for a minute, that what you've done is sort of nuclear power with like none of the bullshit like bureaucratics it like steps in between <laughs> right, this the is nuclear wheel and right. power. Yeah, yeah. You just like yeah, huck it into the into the water like a used car battery, right? Yeah, and you, you just, just, you, just yeah, you just throw the spicy rock in the water. It's so long as you don't need to use the water for anything, you're impassing a lot of energy into that water. It's heavy water now, it's useful. Mm. Yes. So, um, there on the right, I just threw it in because I know there are some Pennsylvanians on the show, and that was an early reactor in Pennsylvania. Um, next slide. Yeah. That says Oak Ridge, Tennessee, right there, bud. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. So, one of the big focuses for how to use nuclear energy was in July 1957, the University of California Radiation Laboratory at Livermore, uh, there might be a shorter name for it, established something that they called Project Plowshare. Um, so the name is a biblical reference. It's, quote, mm-hmm. beat their swords into plowshares, unquote, whatever that stuff. N- Next slide. All right, yeah. They wanted to find non-genocidal uses for nuclear weapons, you know, peacetime stuff, infrastructural. I'm sure there were other ideas talked about in meetings. So they figured that we're going to build this stuff anyway. We may as well use it. Right, right, right. (laughs) Listen, highway, highway uh, widening projects don't just happen, Roz. 
That's a good mm-hmm. point. That's a good point. You could wipe out a couple black neighborhoods real quick. <laughs> exactly. Who says, yeah, it's not genocide when we're doing it to our own people, dude. <laughs> right? That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Segregation by design is going to have a field day with this one. Um, yeah, yes. I, I, I see the mention of like underground testing as well, which we started doing pretty quickly. Um, I say we, the Americans, started doing pretty quickly. And and then I guess realized that that's a good way to move. I say move to um, disintegrate large amounts of Earth very quickly. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Okay. Um, I mean, basically, they thought it was going to be maybe more economical. Um, and the uses for it, as you mentioned, underground stuff. They were talking about blasting out caverns for storing natural gas or just accessing resources like natural gas. Um, making reservoirs, dams, like you could blow up the side of a mountain and then the rubble would just cascade into the river and you got a dam. Or you could even chain a bunch of them together for bigger projects. Um, And also, just because this is a left-wing podcast, I'll also bring up the fact that the Soviets had a similar program uh, conceived in 1949, but they didn't really get theirs rolling until, I think, about 1965. Uh, it was called nuclear explosions for the national economy. Um, yes. oh, that's a hell. Of, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a, a great punk name. album name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I've seen those guys perform with Crass. Actually, I think. <laughs> I mean, ironically, you could say that about the uh, the U.S. program too, seeing as our national economy is underpinned by arms dealing. Next slide. So the best known of these proposals and one of the very earliest uh, came in 1958. Uh, This is Project Chariot you're looking at. It was a proposal uh, to use five hydrogen bombs to excavate a harbor in Alaska. So according to a Princeton University report I found on this, uh, the DOE, Department of Energy, like really, really, really wanted this to happen. They got on site, they drilled boreholes like to, to scout the, you know, basically just to get the thing ready. They apparently even transported at least one warhead there and uh, also soil contaminated uh, that was uh, from the Nevada test site. Um, So even though this is Alaska, there were people who were unhappy. Um, The locals, the Inupiat. Uh, Surprise, the U.S. government doesn't give a shit about the indigenous people. Um, (laughs) They didn't want the U.S. government to nuke uh, where they lived um which is understandable i think um there was a rumor circulating among the local populace that the u.s had already well the u.s government had already buried a warhead there the u.s government said oh the boreholes aren't big enough for a nuke um it later came out they were a lie uh and the boreholes were big enough for the bombs the locals ended up yeah yeah the locals ended up winning out but they still had to do uh, environmental remediation because the boreholes were contaminated with a crap ton of diesel, apparently. I have no idea why that was in there. Oh, because you can just, like, dump diesel fuel anywhere you want until about, like, 2000, I guess. I was about to say, yeah, my my understanding here is also that there was no economic reason for this harbor. It just didn't make sense to do it, except as a demonstrator project, but the harbor would not have been useful. You get a big pair of binoculars and you can look at Russia. Yeah, clearly I, a guy like a white guy in an office trying to pick somewhere he doesn't think there are people, right? Like right, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Right, d- difficult to make a harbor in Nevada. Um, that's Although, you need a long no. chain of nukes. 
Although I believe, <laughs> I believe because I have, I don't have a personal huge knowledge of Alaskan railways, but I do have access to it. There was at one point a railroad that went here. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's so, a lot of like yeah. a, a Alaskan infrastructure that was sort of like only built for Second World War and then Cold War purposes. And yeah, sort of or, like or, or it was it was it was built for mining in like 1880, and yeah. it was gone by 1890. Exactly, <laughs> and it's like sort of half abandoned and like leads you to strange places, like the highway that goes between nowhere and nowhere, or like the one town you can only get through through a shared use railroad tunnel. Um, yeah. Alaska's like, weird. Alaska's yeah. Weird. It's a, I think it's a Shut up, friend of the show, Abby Sweetman. Doesn't yeah. catch a cat. So anyway, uh, a military official apparently admitted that they had actually left behind a bomb. Um, <laughs> uh, an, oh, another fuck, right. another yeah, classic yeah, we doing US activity. One day, forgetting uh, your nuclear weapons. We've lost so many of them, dude. Broken Genuine. arrows, baby. There's a yeah, bunch yeah, out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I made I made jokes about Ukrainian loose nukes, but like. We have a lot of loose nukes too. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of which is in Raz's basement. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's not mine. Oh, okay. So, all right. <laughs> also, the contaminated waste from the Nevada test site—they uh, just buried it, and apparently, it wasn't declassified until the '90s. Um, today, the residents of Point Hope nearby have one of the highest cancer rates in the country, and cancer Jeez. is the leading cause of death. Um. Officially, the reason why this didn't happen, as you mentioned, uh, I mean, is basically they didn't have a use for it, and they realized it, and they're like, "Wait, uh, why, why are we doing this?" Funding? This? Right. Um, uh, but officially, it was because of pushback from the locals, which I mean, clearly we know they didn't really give a fuck about. Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of callousness uh, that was kind of—I'm not going to say pervasive, but there was callousness in the plowshare program. Um, and this was not the last occasion on which uh, that would cause a problem. Next slide. So, <laughs> oh, that's, that's oh god, I don't care oh, for this at all. Uh, this is not good. <laughs> Wait. Oh, not good. Wiki feet, Bob. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I just wanted a picture of conventional explosives because we have to talk about um, the role that conventional explosive testing played in plowshare, mm. um, and this was. I googled bob bomb and this came up, and I thought this would be like a good shock because you you enjoy sort of like brain poisoning your friends. Yes, I love exposing people to Nintendo fetish porn. Uh, he does <laughs> he do be having some juicy toes though? Please, please no, don't. No, do you want you wanted to talk about deep sea fucking <laughs> like life forms after I didn't want to talk about it. Uh -huh. Now we're gonna talk about Nintendo foot fetish porn. <laughs> This is what okay. you want, advertisers. This is what you want. You want this. <laughs> we, are, we are never doing an exclusive deal with Spotify, are we? No. <laughs> We're never oh, getting man. that Joe Rogan money. And you know why? It's because of your goddamn Nintendo feet pornography. Which you I know, think I is kind of hard, their business model Single-handedly stopping <laughs> us from selling out. Keeping us honest by the force I'm, of your own perversion. I'm kind of pointy. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I guess right, you've anyway. got a short fuse. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Chariot um, was like the best known proposal from this program, um, but it was far from the most extreme and even further from the one that progressed the furthest. Um, 
That's because I actually did do a bunch of tests. First, like I mentioned, with conventional explosives. Um, from my study of one of the projects, I went full special interest on one of them at one point, which we'll get to later. They used conventional tests as kind of a proof of concept for the bigger, more expensive, and more consequential nuclear tests. Um, they were basically designed to escalate in scale as they learned more about how excavation worked. Uh, they started out by basically figuring out how different surfaces, uh, different, there's a word for ground, like forms of earth reacted. Um, terrains, I suppose? Yeah, that's yeah. that's the one I think, terrain. Uh, just different terrains to figure out how they'd react. Um, like, you know, how big of a hole does this make? Um, how does the material scatter? And So they could uh, model the scattering of fallout. Um, it's, it's all just kind of like to make sure they know how the nukes are going to play out when they use them. They're mm. kind of boring. Um, I So let's just talk about the nukes. Uh, next slide. Oh, thank God. So December 10th, 1961, Project Gnome was detonated. That's Gnome. Um, Project Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> yes. Project Boat oh. Murdered. I, Project Eurist. I prefer Kitty, if we're all being honest, but... Mm, I'm going to have a Rimworld like girl. Okay, do so... Not, do not ask about the Rimworld guys' politics. They are not good. <laughs> uh. Uh, so this was supposed to be 1958, like back when Chariot was going, but it got delayed by the uh, nuclear testing moratorium. It was the first continental weapons test outside of the Nevada test site since the Trinity explosion. Trivia. So um, they had learned from a detonation in 1957 called Operation Plum Bob that nuclear detonations, uh, they make a ton of radioactive isotopes for testing or whatever they wanted to use that for, but they end up embedded in molten rock and like they're inaccessible. Mm -hmm. Gnome, yeah. Gnome, they decided that they would detonate it underground in a salt mine. The idea was you could pump water into the cavern afterward, use the residual heat to make electricity, and then extract the isotopes from the salt. Um, which I think sounds pretty clever. That's, um, that's, that's elegant, yeah. Like, scientifically, that's, that's smart, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what they did was, uh, you've got the diagram there, they detonated a 3.1 kiloton bomb under a salt dome in New Mexico. I think that's about one-fifth the yield of Little Boy, so... Very yeah, small, a tiny nuclear. bomb. Well, like, yeah, yeah. just a little guy, <laughs> a little a moose, <laughs> bush, you know, yeah. like littlest boy. <laughs> so small bean, right? Yes, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a small bean bomb. <laughs> so <laughs> this this detonation was supposed to self seal the cavern, but um, it didn't, and it unintentionally vented radioactive steam. Uh, fortunately, mm. the isotopes <laughs> and created the world's fastest object. I believe this is. I I think this is the one where they had um like at the end of all of this behind the giant sort of like plugged cavern and the thing that was supposed to self seal at the top of the shaft. There is um uh like a, a manhole cover essentially, just yeah. like to put something over it so you don't fall down the shaft, right? That thing is on a high-speed camera for one frame, and it goes up, <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> I I know what you're talking about. I don't know if that's this test, but... I really um, hope so, because I love telling that story. <laughs> either that manhole cover, plug, whatever, either it was doing five times escape velocity or something, or more likely, it was probably just vaporized. 
<laughs> no, it's, uh, I like to believe it's up there now. I do yes. too. Um, but we'll never know. Ruining an alien's day. Oh, that we was Plum Bob. It was Operation hey man, what Plum the Bob. Fuck? <laughs> we shot down Voyager with it. Yeah, we 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 brought down. Oh my god. I, I'm not on Steam. Holly Bridge Three. That sounds kinky. Oh. Mm. Anyway, um, Devin, don't don't let that go on the screen because there's classified information on there. I uh, will sell you his Steve. I probably no. I probably figure out his Steve login. Actually, I built the computer. No, no. I'm I'm just there's there's you know these these notifications that show up in the corner. It's very annoying. I, it is very annoying. I thought I had them turned off, and I apparently not. I'm a big fan of just leaving all my shit just wide open. You know, if yeah. I, if I die, I die. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was it was the Pascal B test. They had a, a like a a nine hundred. <laughs> they had a nine hundred <laughs> kilogram cap on the top of it that just got launched vertically at six times escape velocity. My dad did that with a Folgers can and like a couple silver salutes when he was eight, and they never saw a can again. <laughs> so I guess that's in orbit too. Um. So anyway, the radioactive steam, the isotopes decayed pretty quickly, and that did not end up being a problem. Next slide. Really wasn't expecting to have photos here. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't. I actually have never seen one of these episodes, um, so I just decided to try to make it good. Um, so, <laughs> <for a change>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, make my presentation good is what I mean. Anyway, so <laughs> the detonation ended up carving open a cavern, a hundred seventy feet wide, ninety feet tall. Fuck uh, me. They waited. They waited six months to even drill into it. And even then, the temperature inside was still 140 degrees Fahrenheit. Ooh. Nice. What's that in they, Celsius? Uh, 140 F and C. 60 degrees. Toasty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's like enough to scald your skin, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, also, apparently, they found pockets of molten salt that were still 1,400 degrees. Yeah. Um, I don't like that. The, the heat and probably whatever the fuck else was going on inside the explosion formed stalactites of melted salt and it recolored a ton of it like blue, green, and violet. Um, the radioactivity was like basically nothing at that point. I don't know a ton about radiation doses, but I read it was only like 5 milliroentgen. I think that's like half your daily dose. Hmm. Um, if you want to see how big this hole was like with people in it, next slide. Ooh. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's some dudes. Um, He's walking around, I, huh? Mm-hmm. So I'll read that in, guys. <laughs> yeah. That's probably too late for them. They can't hear me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then on July 6, 1962, they detonated a follow-up that served as the first true nuclear excavation experiment, Project Sedan. Next slide. Yeah, they blew up a car, Praxis. Yep. Right. <laughs> there's, there's like a Plymouth in that, you know. Yeah, there's like a not my Barracuda. So no, it actually, it actually just did that. Now. Yeah, <laughs> my Alfa oh, Romeo. I parked my Alfa Romeo four C <laughs> in there, put the handbrake on, got out, and started running. <laughs> no, what they did is they backed a Ford Pinto into it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, car jokes. So like. Almost all of these were like named for vehicles. Um, you got mm. Project Sedan, Chariot, Carryall, as we'll get to. I think it's etymologically like the word from before we call them SUVs. Um, 
there's actually a video of this one you can find on YouTube. It's really cool worth a watch. It looks like it's being filmed in slow-mo, but it's apparently real time because you just kind of get like, um, uh, actually, wait, there's a still for it. Next slide. Alice, you were right. There was no Barracuda sedan. I'm owning oh. up. So, so that dome there is like basically right as it's about to just kind of blast fire into the atmosphere. Oh, wow. Um, this was a 104 kiloton bomb or about five times the yield of fat man uh, at the bottom of a 636 foot shaft at the Nevada test site. Um, yeah, that dome of earth you see there is about 300 feet tall. Um, it, the blast displaced 11 million tons of earth and registered a 4.75 on the Richter scale. Um, the dust that it kicked up, according to a diagram, next slide, carried as far as the East Coast. Um, mm. <laughs> this, is, this is supposed to have affected more uh, U.S. citizens with fallout than any other single nuclear co test conducted here. Um, I think it accounted for 7% of the fallout that the U.S. government dropped on its citizens. Next wow. slide. Apparently, by the way, this explosion is roughly analogous to a Minuteman 1 ICBM, um, which, you know, the U.S. had, what, thousands of those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he'd do an airburst then, though. You know, it would be, yeah, it would be sure. less. It'd be much worse. <laughs> Unless you're trying so to do like a sort of nuclear, bunker nuclear bust, weapons apologist, Justin Rosniak. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you have that one in your basement. Right. Yep, that's not mine. <laughs> it doesn't belong to me. I'm just holding it for somebody. Now, that makes me wonder what the yield of the explosive they dropped in the bunker in Top Gun Maverick was. A purpose of nothing. <laughs> Did they nuke Iran canonically in Top Gun? <laughs> sure. I mean, the fun the fun thing now is that um, thanks to thanks to science advancing, is you got Mervs now. So like new Minutemen, I say new, like Minutemen three or whatever, have like multiple warheads on on each missile. Uh, same with the men. Polaris ones. Uh, so you you just get like a, a bunch of different like distributed effects. You get some really cool photos out of it. Uh, like mm -hmm. some of the the test photos, it looks like you know fucking like eight laser beams coming down at once. It's wild. Um. So we're looking at the crater left by the sedan detonation. Oh, that's uh, a big you... hole. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it that's is. That's America's uh. gaping pussy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. The embarrassing. The nucleosy. The yeah, the nucleosy. Yeah. Yeah. Minute more of a... Uh, more of an asshole than a pussy to me. Going, Excuse me. Going crazy yeah, for yeah. that Duke ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure why I, I like went straight to pussy when I looked at it. I don't know what's wrong with me, but uh, strange and unusual woman. But that's okay. That, that's <laughs> true. It's very true. Um, yeah, that that's America's hole. It's America's asshole. Yes. It's America's boy. So, pussy. <laughs> not that. Yes. Anyway. Well, it's a gaper because that's about a quarter mile wide there and 330 feet deep. Daddy. <laughs> man america's a slut um if you've been to meteor crater in arizona um i don't know if anybody has it's like a tourist trap on route 66 it's cool as fuck actually they've got like a looping am radio ad for it that's just fucking great anyway um what you're looking at is only about a third as wide and half as deep so this is big but you could see better um that meteor impact was estimated to be equivalent to 10 megatons, uh, just for reference. The radiation levels at the lip of the crater uh, one hour after detonation were 500 Röntgen. Um, 
but it eventually dispersed, and after seven months, you could walk on the crater floor unprotected. I mean, this is always sort of interesting to me, is how, like, long-lived, uh, like, radiation levels to just be walking around kind of aren't, in some ways. Uh, yeah. Like, Hiroshima and Nagasaki being rebuilt, having yeah, been attacked. They still exist, sort of yeah. Modern, <laughs> what now we consider, like, low-yield nuclear weapons and stuff. Um, yeah, it's, I, I don't know, this is, like, it's one of the things about nuclear weapons that the popular imagination captured sort of like a lot of the horror, but attributed it to the wrong thing, you know? Yeah, you, and you're not going to wind up in a sort of on the beach type situation, you know? That's mm. actually, it, the, 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 the nuclear weapons are, uh, uh, continuing my theme of being a nuclear weapons apologist, not that bad. <laughs> no, what happens, <laughs> what happens if there's like a full-blown nuclear exchange in your country somehow sits it out, isn't you wait for the radiation to kill you, it's you wait to starve to death. Yes, yes, that's the big issue, yeah. <laughs> so, a bunch of the subsequent detonations under Plowshare are not as well documented. Most of them are just kind of like to produce heavy elements for experimentation, um, to try to develop a cleaner bomb, less fallout, I guess mm. more complete more complete detonation, whatever you want to call that. Uh, a lot of tests to see how they would affect different types of terrain, uh, fallout dispersal, again, just kind of upscaling the conventional weapon tests. Um, what I want to do now is sidetrack a little bit into one of the more extreme proposals, which was my special interest. Uh, next slide. Ooh. Oh, oh wait, the no, Tennessee Tombagee Canal. Oh, <laughs> uh, not that one, but... Um, so, yeah, they proposed digging canals with this. Um, one of the most extreme proposals was digging another Panama Canal. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Panama Canal 2. We've made a sort of like Bangalore. Now it's you know. nuclear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Its nickname was the Panatomic Canal. Oh, that's gorgeous. That's, that's futurism to me. I, we, need, we need a palindrome for that. Hmm, yeah. But, like, I, I'm very interested in sort of the physics of how you propose to create either a nuclear weapon or a series of nuclear weapons that has, like, a linear, like, a linear output like that, you know? I, I think this was a sort of, you know, fanciful drawing, because, like, uh, and would require, like, a lot of grading or whatever else, because it would not have looked like that. Mm. Um, so they, they kind of figured out a few One places they wanted to... One bunch of guys with shovels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. They figured out a few places they wanted to do it, including Colombia, two spots in Panama, and apparently one in Nicaragua as well. Um, the idea was really just to, you know, increase canal traffic, uh, which they ended up doing by just widening the Panama Canal about 15 years Normally, ago, I think. Yeah. 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 Imagine um, those conversations, by the way, like with a government that is perhaps a US client state, but encountering... Uh, can we detonate a nuclear weapon in your country? Can we, can we literally several you? nuclear weapons? Yes. Can we literally split your country in two with nuclear weapons? <laughs> can we? It'll be can good we for your, your country. Yeah, it'll no. be good for the local economy. Mm. Why? Why are you running away? <laughs> <laughs> why? So, why are all of your young people becoming communists? All we want to do we, is to line up a bunch of nuclear weapons and like can we, explode can we, can we, your we, pussy apart. Sorry, we <laughs> split you in two like a coconut. <laughs> <laughs> split them in half like a piece of lumber. Yes, I know. Yeah, mm -hmm. Yes. Um. 
so this was not the biggest program that they actually proposed. Um, in Later on in 63, just to jump ahead briefly, the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory proposed using 520 bombs to cut a canal through Israel to circumvent the Suez Canal. Oh, oh, ah, ah. Now that, that, that is a lasting settlement for peace. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote, I'm sure Netanyahu's frothing to make a Gaza Strip canal that way. You, like, you split both Israel and Palestine in half for a four-state solution. <laughs> yes. <laughs> kind of into it. It's it, uh, like chaos. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, the one I want You can't operationalize from the river to the sea that way. That's my thing. Right. You could, though, you could sure. do a hydroelectric dam. You know that way, and then just sort of unify the water peoples and... until someone floods it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. the Golan Flats. I don't know. <laughs> so the one every, I wanted every to focus... every mountain shall be made low, every valley shall be filled. You know, <laughs> mm -hmm. you can find biblical allusions for this any way you want. Um, yeah, I mean the whole fucking name's biblical. biblical. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, next slide. Gospel so here Jonathan. we are. Bad start, I know, the ATSF. Um, yeah. This oh, is the nuclear one Nuclear railway! It, I mean, d d please tell me this works like a nuclear rocket, and they're just like, we got a locomotive, a bomb at the end of it, a lot of lead shielding in the middle, and it just goes really fast. Um, only... I'm sure they wanted to do that, but... So, um, I believe there were talks between the Atomic Energy Commission and the Denver and Rio Grande Western about... What if there's a way to retrofit a nuclear reactor into a regular reciprocating steam locomotive? Hmm. Um, and it was enough once. that there was talk, hmm. but it didn't go anywhere. I heard was, that once. The gospel is Isaiah. Sorry. And then no, there was good. a couple of uh, there's a couple of university projects for like how do we build an atomic locomotive? And it was feasible. It was just a stupid idea because the ultimate locomotive. Is the one that runs on overhead lines. Um, yeah, you can you have know, nukes you, going you off in the background. You can't of that, actually like... do anything better than yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I looked up that uh, Denver and Rio Grande nuclear locomotive thing. I haven't found any evidence of that. I've heard the same thing. I would love to see like a source on that because it's I... apocryphal. I mean, that's yeah. that's the big thing. I mean, it, maybe it happened, but who knows? Yeah. It... Um, but what did almost well, it got closer to happening was Project Carry All, which you're looking at right here. Um, this was a proposal that got pretty far along. Um, again, we can kind of blame the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe Railroad, the precursor to the BNSF, for this. Hmm. Um, basically, they got wind of Project Plowshare. I don't know if it was classified or not. Um, I figure not. And yeah, they hard to classify the... once you start doing it. Once you actually yeah. blow yeah. up the harbor in yeah. Alaska, like, yeah, they're just like, yeah, oh, whatever that where, came where, from. Don't look at that. Where, That's where, where the where the big hole come from? <laughs> look at that. That's classified. <laughs> yeah, that and like, I bet it was kind of a propaganda win to say, oh yeah, we figured out you know uses for nuclear weapons. That's not killing everybody on the planet. Useful cover um, for any of the like military stuff you want to test as well. I mean, that's like their cover for basically oh, anything. This, this is a civilian nuclear bomb. That's not a military <laughs> nuclear bomb. Is this um, a Simpsons thing? It's like this is owned by this. This is owned by HNTV. This is owned by Ecom. This is not a military bomb. This is a civilian bomb owned by a respectable engineering firm. Ross, <laughs> the respectable engineering firm is just Ross. That's not mine. 
Hi, it's Justin. Uh, so this is a commercial for the podcast that you're already listening to. Uh, people are annoyed by these, so let me get to the point. We have this thing called Patreon, right? The deal is you give us two bucks a month, and we give you an extra episode once a month. Uh, sometimes it's a little inconsistent, but, you know, it's two bucks. You get what you pay for. Um, it also gets you our full back catalog of bonus episodes, so you can learn about exciting topics like guns, pickup trucks, or pickup trucks with guns on them. The money we raise through Patreon goes to making sure that the only ad you hear on this podcast is this one. Anyway, that's something to consider if you have two bucks to spare each month. Uh, join at patreon.com forward slash WTYP pod. Do it if you want. Or don't. It's your decision, and we respect that. Back to the show. So, they were asking the Atomic Energy Commission for help with a shortcut through the Bristol Mountains in November 1963. Next slide. So just to give you an idea where that is, that's kind of northeast of L.A. It's the big obstacle between L.A. and New, uh, Las Vegas. I almost said New Vegas. <laughs> yeah. We can talk about dams too much. Yeah. And nukes, yeah. for that matter. Yeah. Um, you got Death Valley to the north, Joshua Tree to the south. At this time, the interstate highway program was also, you know, full swing. The U.S. government was looking for a way to route Interstate 40 through the area. This is where Route 66 already was. But I-40 was supposed to, you know, circumvent it, save some time. Um, the interstate highway system will probably be an episode that you guys do one day. Mm -hmm. um, next we slide. sort of did it a long time ago. But yeah. I just want to say that the drafting on these documents is very nice. Yeah. I don't I, that I, anymore. Mm -hmm. I liked, like, just going back through the OSTI archive and just going like, damn, I wish, like, public documents still looked this good. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Damn you, a yeah. photocopier bird. Microsoft Word can't do this shit. It doesn't, doesn't look like it because it's all hand-lettered. Ah, uh, you're, you're, all, you're all doing it in Bluebeam now. Mm. <laughs> so the Lawrence Radiation Laboratory and the ATSF figured out they could save a ton of money by literally blowing up an entire mountain to build a bypass. I mean, they'd, um, they'd done that like uh, conventionally before, right? Yes. I mean, you, you look at like uh, parts of uh, what's the what's the big hole in the mountain near like Cumberland, Maryland? That's a big one. Um, and then there's, you know, there's a couple other instances where especially recently with the uh, what is it, the Appalachian Highway Network, you, you have these just, you know, you're applying basically mountaintop removal mining techniques in order to jam a highway through mm -hmm. to somewhere where you really don't need one. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I think originally, and it's been two years, so I might have this wrong. I think the ATSF actually wanted a tunnel originally, but uh, that's not nearly as interesting. They, I've got in a later slide, basically where I think is the exact location that they were going to do this. Um, anyway, what you're looking at in the diagram is this thing was supposed to be big enough to fit two rail lines and an eight lane divided highway. To do this, they planned to string along 22 bombs with a total yield of 1,730 kilotons, or about 1.7 megatons, to blow out a rut about two miles long. 
the idea, they floated it. That seems so not efficient when you put it that way. Yeah, um, especially when you could probably build a tunnel for, I would guess, less than the cost of 22 nuclear bombs. Um, anyway, they proposed this in 1963. Uh, they thought they could be done with blasting in 66 and then have everything open for traffic in 1969. Um, obviously, that didn't happen, or you'd have heard about it by now. Uh, they said... <laughs> There's a neat monument to this somewhere along I-40 or Route 66, I'm pretty sure. Um, I did not save a picture of that. Next slide. I mean, it's cool that you have a monument to something that didn't happen. Like, the, the, this yes. is the terrible idea that we avoided. Mm -hmm. I was going to make a... Uh, I was going to make a reference to the Confederacy there, but that was... Uh, <laughs> that did happen. <laughs> a terrible idea we very much up. did not avoid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. Um... Wait, where the f oh, I didn't scroll down. Okay. So the reason why Carryall and a whole bunch of these other plowshare proposals didn't go through is, surprise, they were concerned about safety. Um, huh. They were... Tr Lame. <laughs> yeah, because there's white people there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not very many of them. Um, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, the, the, the government counts those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they count all of them anyway. Yeah. So they were trying to develop cleaner bombs so they didn't have to worry about fallout. They seemed to be hoping um, that after blasting that they could get to work in as little as four days. Remember the bottom of Sedan wasn't safe to crawl around in for seven months. Mm -hmm. uh, an expert at the Sandia National Labs, I found this cited on a blog called Atomic Skies. I haven't been able to find the primary source for this. Uh, an expert at Sandia National Labs later criticized the projected radiation and fallout dispersal map, which he said could go twice as far and be five times as radioactive. Next slide. Hmm. That's that map. So even if they managed to build a clean bomb, they still expected to scatter a dust cloud seven miles wide and 12,000 feet high that could spread as far as 100 miles. Again, seems not ideal. That's, that's no, that seems bad. Ne needles here, which is sort of indicated. Do we, do we know how big it is? Is that a city? Is that a town? Ah, uh, looks like a good-sized town based on Google Maps. Hmm. I mean, it's not super big, but it's also like, well, you know, uh, <laughs> people live there. Needles I don't know how many live there Population back the 4,903 uh, now. The other thing okay. is you gotta assume it was one of these old railroad towns that probably had more people back then than it does right. now. Mm. Or a Route 66 rest stop kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. It's got a train station, so... Mm. Yeah, they, there is a... Actually, I think the BNSF line might run through that. There's a fair chance. Yeah, population in 1960 was 4,590. Oh, so it's growing. Yeah. Damn. Very, oh yeah, there's a lot slowly. of these horrible like Arizona style suburban developments out here, you know, like the, Reed Cadillac. They built, the, <laughs> they built the like the canals between the houses and all that bullshit. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Places where man was not meant to go. Yes. So the air and ground shock from this detonation they thought was at risk of damaging an above ground gas pipeline in the area as well as the Route 66 tourist stop of Amboy. They either underestimated or played down the impact it would have had at Amboy, because when I dug into the thresholds for, like, damage to structures, 
and uh, what they thought the pressure wave was going to be. Modern data indicates that the blast could have broken windows. Sure. Um, they also said at the time they expected the ground shock could crack plaster, so it would be enough to knock down Grover House. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wow, no. Would, How are we going to build the canal through the Great Dismal Swamp now? Would they have done these bombs in sequence, or would they have just, you know, hit them all at once? I think it would have been a one-two kind of thing. They did a string, uh, do, like, several oh, of like them, and then the rest. Going down away from that's fucking... Oh, um... That'd be cool. I, I, would, I would go and watch that and be blinded. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's underground, so yeah. um, probably not. Um, but anyway, just to be sure that it was going to go off safely, they waited on the results of kind of proof of concept tests called Buggy and Galley. Lame. Yeah. <laughs> what happened um, to the cool names? You know, yeah. did they run out of car names? <laughs> they Project ran out Mancha. of cars. <laughs> they blew up all the cars. Project Midsize Crossover. <laughs> yeah. It's a DC Sendero. <laughs> Project Suburban. Project Plymouth K. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Project K Car. Oh, Project, Project Cutlass. <laughs> oh, Project Cutlass would be a motherfucker. So, um, Buggy and Galley were kind of meant to be dry runs that they planned on setting off in southwest Idaho. Again, just to kind of. So, from reading into them, they were. Also, like prereqs for the canal projects because they were excavation experiments, or at least you know things to see how um, how the t- different terrains reacted. Buggy, I think, was a single detonation, maybe, and Galley was supposed to be like a string of them. Mm. Um, they got the conventional explosive tests for those done, but never the nuclear ones. Next slide. And at the end of the day, you're all just working out of a trailer, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, there are trailers on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you guys spell they... canister that way? Huh? Canister. Uh, C-A-N-N-I-S-T-E-R. I would only spell it with one N. Uh, I've that never seen it spelled that N. way. Yeah. It, it might be a typo for all we know. Yeah, this is, this is a risk when you hand less of stuff, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's way worse now than it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> so... What they also got done were more excavation tests, most of them theoretical, um, but they did set off a couple that were kind of closer to being real excavation experiments. Uh, The first of these was December 10th, 1967, Gas Buggy, which was set off in New (laughs) Mexico. That sounds obscene. (laughs) (laughs) So they set this off in New Mexico, very close to, if not on, the Jicarilla Apache Reservation. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Can you also mine a bunch of uranium out there, or am I thinking of somewhere else? Because it really great... feels like they got it shafted at both ends, you know? I think that might have been on the Navajo Reservation, and I only say that because I read the entire Tony Hillerman series. Mm. Oh, what? You want the uranium back? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they'd be glad to return it, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so anyway, the idea was to see if this could be used to, quote, stimulate what they unquote, want to do, a natural what? gas field. Nuke fracking? They were fracking. What the fuck? Nuke fracking is not a phrase oh, I should ever like have brown, to say. Brown flaming nuclear water. Yeah. I should ever house. have to say the phrase nuclear <laughs> fracking. Roz. Well, you know, if it works, it works. 
Like every one of us gets like one crank issue we get to take a real position on. For me, it's Ukraine. For you, it's nuclear weapons. Oh. And for Liam, it's anarchism. Like th this is fine. It's just known, right? Yeah. <laughs> it will not surprise you that this was partially funded by the El Paso Natural Gas Company. Huh. Hmm. I mean, that's you know civil civil uh, military cooperation, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you just like rent a nuclear bomb for like whatever shit you had going on, like <laughs> as a company. Look, I mean, if, rent to own the, the, these these bombs. They're just going to sit there if you don't use them. I mean, you know, you're just going to have to. Have... <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, right? In like 238 million years, they're going to be like mm -hmm. half of them are going to be gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be like half useless. You gotta be like trying to light mm -hmm. a wet firecracker. <laughs> I left my nuclear bombs too long. So the uh, so gas. I, buggy, I just they... I just thought about somebody going to like the the nuclear waste test site that's like constructed an intricate series of rituals and like mm -hmm. symbology to convey don't dig here it's very dangerous but they're there so long after that it is no longer dangerous and it's just like what the fuck this is like it's fine and there's buried a bunch of like oil drums that don't do anything. Mm -hmm. So gas buggy, they um, sorry, they no, you're good, you're good, you're good. <laughs> they detonated a 29 kiloton nuke at the bottom of a 4,227 foot good. shaft. Um, <laughs> Close they, enough work, you know. Yeah. So there were two problems with the test. Um, the drillers, one, the drillers, uh, the drillers left early that day. <laughs> Quitting time. <laughs> Yeah, they timed out. They're like, <laughs> "Well, like, we don't got them anymore." Them, dump the bomb <laughs> off the back of a truck and just leave. <laughs> Not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> just like kick it off the back of the table. Okay. <laughs> there were two takeaways from this test. One, that fracking with a nuclear bomb was less effective than they expected. Like Thank they God. didn't get as much gas out as they thought. Also, that the gas that they could extract is too radioactive to be useful. Hmm. Yeah, they tried hmm. to run it in like a guy's car and it did the Alfa Romeo <laughs> thing. <laughs> Cleaning up after this took a couple of years. They disposed most of the radioactive waste just by putting it back deep into the ground, just like how you get rid oh, of uh, spent nuclear fuel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kick it over the edge of the tailgate. Yeah. <laughs> Not my problem. <laughs> Dump <laughs> a bunch of diesel oil down there for seasoning. Yeah. <laughs> they you use car batteries. Some, uh... I mean, if you've There's got some... any shit you like, don't want back, and you want to really get rid of, you know, the hole's right there. Like, I was about to say, you better call up the whole town and say, "Hey, you got any shit you don't want? Throw it in the hole. We're gonna, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to steal this in a few days. You, you got, you got, you got until Wednesday." Throw your shit in the hole. Yeah, you got to be really sure that you don't ever want it back. But like, have Go in the hole. It. Yeah, Go this, the is, this is where I want my Facebook post from 2010. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they my only stopped birth a month. certificate. <laughs> uh, you gotta, you gotta get yourself banned from Twitter, like me. All my posts from high school gone forever. Thank God. We've <laughs> all been banned from Twitter at least once. <laughs> So they only stopped monitoring the site in 2015. That's fine. Um, I, I don't get the impression that this turned into a disaster. Um, but like, 
it was blasting radioactive gas for a bit, uh, so you couldn't call it a success. Same. <laughs> I have a story about that, actually, and it's oh, very boy. embarrassing. It's very funny. Uh -oh. um, it involves the biggest part of my life in front of an entire PR team. Anyway, um, so next slide. No, no, tell the wait, story. Wait, wait, wait. We're just going to leave it there. We can't uh, leave it there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe this can be a safety turd. I don't know. <laughs> um yeah no let's talk about that later because um anyway this test was not successful so next slide please okay they did it again y you know what oh yeah Th those I, two arrows gotta, yeah, too I, close together oh boy i gotta <laughs> give it a second try you know on september 10th 1969 they were one day off they upped the <laughs> <laughs> They upped the ante with Project Rullison, which took place on the western slope of Colorado. It's like basically Utah. Project what? Rullison, R-U-L-I-S-O-N. It was named after the nearby town. Okay. Um, yeah, it, nothing goes on over there, like western slope of Colorado. Like they've mm, named a couple cars after these days. Uh, okay. Killdozering. Killdozering. <laughs> Is that western slope? Yeah. Town called uh, the Rifle. Um, uh, I thought that was more a mountain town. It says more mountain, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, towns that have Spanish names that they pronounce Anglo, like Limon, which is pronounced Lyman. The, Lemon. No, the, the worst <laughs> one for that is um, Buena Vista. Oh, God. Buena Vista, Buena, yeah. Buena, Buena yeah. Vista's in Virginia. And uh, <laughs> Florida. Yeah. And also Colorado. <laughs> Your country has done so many terrible things to Spanish. Don't want to hear it. Don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> oh, I mean, you've heard we my Spanish. We didn't sink the Armada. We didn't sink the Armada. <laughs> this one was also partially paid for by petroleum companies, the Austral cool. Oil Company, and also something that I haven't been able to find out much info about. This is not an oil company. It's the CER Geonuclear Corporation, which is mm. kind of cool and ominous, but like, there's nothing about this on the internet. Um... This was a 40 kiloton bomb at the bottom of an 8,400 foot shaft. Again, they were trying to frack natural gas with a nuke. The answer was yes. And also, the gas is still unusably radioactive for home use. Oh, good. <laughs> this well, one. You know, um, I suppose. Mm. Maybe they'll counteract the uh, particulate emissions, though. <laughs> <laughs> So this one doesn't seem to have produced a big environmental issue of any kind, but there was some noise in 2007 about them thinking, uh, maybe we should investigate again just to be sure. Um, but again, this one, it just did not produce the results they wanted. So next slide. And they really kept trying this, huh? They did it again. They did it again. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. We're making progress on these clean bombs. I don't like how that dude is wearing cowboy boots and standing right next to a mine shaft with no fence. That he's means, he's, that means he's, he's, he's good at his job. Mm. <laughs> well, wait till you find out how deep this hole is. What a great say, it's good, good, this is a good size hole. Mm. I mean, he's standing on the grating, isn't he? Yeah, but like next to him is like, you know, the, the, the abyss. That honestly looks like the inside of the Death Star from Episode Six, you know? Mm, yeah. One you of them's just gonna like, onto it and like power down the thing. Yeah. 
One of them is just going to Palpatine the other one down. It looks like a it looks like a blowout preventer, um, which I assume they would not have installed before they detonated the bomb. Mm. This sort of like the radiation vent. Hang on, I'll be right. Should I let him come back first? No, nah, ah, don't worry about it. Okay, snooze. We lost Liam forever. Mm-hmm. Yes. Liam has fallen down the mine shaft. Yes. Well, wait, poor uh, Griffin, those cowboy boots. Uh, <laughs> they did do something a little bit different, so I'm kind of tempted to wait till he gets back, just because. Um, that's fine. We can just talk about cowboy boots for a minute. Yes, it's true. I I bought a Stetson in 2020 when I was really like both mm-hmm. drunk and kind of high, and it became kind of my bit for the next two years. Oh, the hat that like yes. changes you as a person. The, like, yeah. kind of the personality hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made I in Philadelphia. had a fedora for a minute. Oh, oh. oh no, it didn't we all? I, I, I wasn't, like, I, I was wearing it, like, on, like, with formal wear. I wasn't just, like, wearing oh, it like, that's a t-shirt. not so but... bad, then. No, that's you're so supposed bad. to wear a Triforce tee with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, when the, like, khaki cargo I shorts. I play Mono Blue mm-hmm. Control. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I actually I, do I, play I like... Mono Blue Control. I, I, I've burned all the pictures, but I think I looked pretty good in it, considering. I'm and sure every time did, I walked else. around with it on, I was like, I'm a detective. Which is a good <laughs> feeling. It's a good <laughs> feeling. And so long as no one makes fun of you, you can keep that up for, oh, months. That's if you true, can yes. do the, like, mid-Atlantic accent while you're doing it, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it just becomes a personality. Mid-Atlantic accent, I believe, has been completely ruined in the on the left by Nathan J. Robinson. Uh, <laughs> you well, can't... And also the fedora. Like... Or, excuse me, <laughs> the transatlantic accent, not the mid-Atlantic accent. Yeah, that Mid-Atlantic accent is Philly and Baltimore. Um, <laughs> the mid-Atlantic accent was like... Whatever the newscast voice is. Oh, uh, the mid-Atlantic accent, yeah, that, those guys on that submarine, they got that real yeah. quick. <laughs> yeah, I, I think of, like, as opposed to just an Atlantic accent, which is, like, William F. Buckley, or, like, Gore Vidal, you know? Well, I thought that was the transatlantic accent. Is, is that a tra- mid-Atlantic uh, accent or transatlantic accent? Apparently okay. the same thing. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, but mid-Atlantic refers to Philly and Baltimore. That's Philadelphia English, according to Wikipedia, bud. Oh my god. Wikipedia okay, we, need, we need to get Yeah, I was about okay. to say. <laughs> what do you want me to fucking do about it? Edit it. Uh, yeah, start okay, editing. It's free. <laughs> but 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 <laughs> Project Rio Blanco. A tragedy today is all Wikipedia articles have been renamed to but. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've, been getting, we've all been banned from Twitter, but how many of us have been banned from Wikipedia? This is what would happen if Elon Musk bought Wikipedia. Mm, that's true. Project Rio Blanco um, took place in about the same area of Colorado, Western Slope. You know, nobody lives there. Nobody cares. This mm. one used three 33 kiloton bombs in a single well separated about 400 feet from each other, um, approximately 6,000 feet underground. Same deal. This one was sponsored by Conoco. So this one seemed to eventually produce so the first gas that came out was radioactive duh but it eventually like petered out and they got usable gas huh but it worked. by this time <laughs> yeah i mean, i didn't write down the date but i think this was 1973 um 
but again, like by 1973, public sentiment against nuclear anything was a lot more negative. Uh, pretty much all the plowshare oh, projects. Atom craft <laughs> yeah. nine danke. Oh, for fuck's sake! Oh, this is why climate oh change God. is fucking us all over. The people love their brown coal too much. <laughs> the German wants, yearns yeah. in his heart for the lignite mines. Yeah, exactly. The American no, longs love for the mines of Wyoming. Destroyed by Sabaka Twitter. I love that shit. Actually, you <laughs> <Yes. laughs> just you're just watching the bucket wheel excavator closing in on your house, and you're like, <laughs> "This is the best thing that's ever happened." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I are hate my consumed village. Consumed by the machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate myself. I want the machine to eat me. This is what being. I, I canceled like. my. Oh, I canceled gee. my oh, appointment man. with the. Uh, the consensual cannibalism the guy foot to get eaten by the machine. <laughs> <laughs> playing playing like Bagger 288 simu driver simulator as the Bagger 288 eats the wall of your house. Yes, exactly. I'm, I'm <laughs> simulating is, my own. Like <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is there Bagger 288 rule 34 out there? You know? There's gotta be. People There's have written, people have yeah. written Germany exists. Of us. Shag Shagger 288. Mm. Ooh. Really, mm. <laughs> okay, all the projects that were waiting to go ahead at this point were pretty much frozen because a lot of the, the prerequisite uh, tests like Buggy and Galley had never happened. Um, people were also figuring out that, you know, blowing up everything with nukes wasn't actually all that great an idea. Because this Next is the thing, is right, because Nixon was an environmentalist, brackets derogatory. This shit never <laughs> would have happened under Carter because he was a nuke guy, you know? He would have loved that shit, full steam ahead. Yes. So, this is just my way of saying, when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail, and I wonder if there are any parallels to people misunderstanding the potential of new technologies uh, in That's the modern an day. alarming photo of Elon. <laughs> I love that photo. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that man uh, looks... He is about to witness his own death. Uh, wait, how many fingers does he have? Is, is this AI generated? It must That's be. That's real. Was that was... Say, you know, there's a photo shoot of, like... This is like some paparazzi photo. Oh man, when he doesn't like have his like his his face on his when face. he's like not curated, that's that, wow. Okay, that that's a like midwestern high school librarian. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like he looks like he's annoyed uh, at Tired Hands Brewing Company just because that's the only place I know that has glasses shaped like this. <laughs> he 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 looks. I, I feel bad for saying he looks like a, a high school librarian because those people are like some of the most useful to society and Elon Musk is some of the least. But he looks like he looks like a sort of a, a, a high school librarian who was cast in the part of Baron Harkonnen. <laughs> I was going to say he looks like he's about to lay into his server at Chili's because there's one detail of his order that's wrong. He's he's about to tip with one of those like mega church fake hundred dollar bills. <laughs> He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna Ugh. give the server a lithium battery, which will then explode in her hands. <laughs> I, I should also say, I'm not sure I like the design, the chip design of of this AI on the the top left here. Where, I just googled AI. Uh huh. Mm. Uh huh. What they what they've done is they've just sort of like wired in. We've made the we've made the glass think. We've made the sand this is, think. This is That's a what it is. AI generated image of AI. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. It's what it thinks of itself.
self-portrait. Mm. I, th- I think it could. I think it could dream, dream bigger. Yeah. Well, you kind of don't. Android dream of electric sheep. Ah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Turns on the paper Next. clips. Next slide. All right. Uh, I gotta, I gotta wheel this shit out of retirement. Even you though need to still use yeah. music, it's not an endorsement of the. Where's my Spotify exclusive deal? <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry to Devon. Uh, I probably should have given you some warning. Uh, the the Soviet Union drop. Uh, I am also. Yeah. I my ears hurt now. Also, I didn't remember it being that loud. Um, that's yeah, because that's that's because the Soviet Union was good. Y- yeah. yeah. My dad, when, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, when you're good, when you're good, you're also loud. Uh huh. Hi, Dad. Fair. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> the reason why the flag of the USSR is on your screen right now is because, like I mentioned earlier, the USA was not the only country that got up to blowing up nukes with the goal of. Are you drawing a box around it? Okay. Yeah, I, I did. Yes. <laughs> Just announcing yeah, it did. a little bit. Well, the, no, the I was, only I was, podcast that uh, I wanted to see. I wanted to see if the red from the John Madden device and the red <laughs> from the flag were the same red. Honestly, that's what I was. Mm-hmm. That's what I no, was going so, for. The Soviet Union did not different. use like standard red. Um, they used like a cooler scarlet. They, it's um, sort of a a communist red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. isn't the default, sadly, because they lost the Cold War and were still living with the awful consequences of that. Um, yeah, they, they turned it into a Pantone that's illegal to use. Um, <laughs> ironic. Yeah, the only podcast that is, uh, I would say, very unguardedly pro-Soviet Union and yet also quite ambivalent about some of the effects of the Soviet Union. Mm. Oh, I'm saying they've been usurped by capitalists by having the red turned into a Pantone. That's true, yeah. The Italian yeah. communists, in fact. Gladio yeah. won, you know, every day of our lives with the Pantone mm-hmm. Corporation. The reason, again, why the... <laughs> <laughs> why the hammer and sickle are on your screen is because... break guests faster than this, you know? Yeah. Like, they normally sort of, like, understand what's going on here. Um... <laughs> No, I, I have I have the no idea about group dynamics autism, so <laughs> Oh hey, me too. And Roz. Good lord. Yes. I'm All normal. Due respect, I'm, sir. I'm, I'm neurotypical. Yeah, okay, but okay, sure. Yeah, why not? And I don't know the lies Alice tells on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> you remember the live show where someone came up to us and was like, hey, you know all three of you have autism, right? And I was like, Yeah, but like we don't need to talk about that here. <laughs> yeah, that was like, hey, cool. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a compliment. <laughs> supposed to heckle during the show not after it to our I, I I listen uh, I need a, a, a shirt or some sort of design that has like United States Department of State and it says uh, anti-heckling task force but the Department of State logo has just been replaced with my face <laughs> what in the same like institutional style like yes, you as yes, a sort of yes, soaring yes. eagle yes 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 that's a fursona <laughs> Whatever. Sure. Yeah, why not? If it gets a t-shirt printed, I don't give a shit. I mean, an eagle does sort of make sense for you, actually. But... It's more of a feather sauna. Mm. 
I mean, I think there is. Birdsona? Bird would it just be Birdsona? It would be yeah. Birdsona. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I think there is a taxonomical yeah, distinction better. between like furries and then there's like scalies, scalies I know about, which are reptiles. Scalies exist, no, yeah. I'm not sure if there's like an avian equivalent though. And I'm sure people will tell us in the comments, but I don't recall. Bur furries. Furries. Mm. No, that doesn't work. I would not like to have sex with myself as a bird. Hmm. I mean, the talent's one thing. No, yeah, that's... She's got claws, I say, <laughs> as I as I just start bleeding. Mm, I don't I, want a talent job. Don't, no, I no, also I was, don't want a talent job. No. Go back to that bomb foot fetish porn, please. Right. <laughs> All right. There's no good segue into the fact that nuclear explosions for the national economy continued until 1989 in the USSR. <laughs> hell yeah. One of, one, of the, one of the criticisms of the Soviet Union that lands is, man, not, not great about the environment. You know? <laughs> we'll get to that. They didn't go we, hard enough. That's that. the thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, in like three minutes. Yeah, I mean, they they, what they did, apart from anything else, was uh, dislocated one half of this landscape about, like, an inch or 300 feet, depending on your point of <laughs> reference, upwards, vertically. The, um... Well, what you there's, there's not as much on the English internet about this program as there is about Plowshare. Some of it is the language barrier, I'm sure of it. Like, some of it's also vestigial secrecy. Mm. But any, any, whatever you want to call it, uh, Soviet nerve was actually a much bigger program than Plowshare. Uh, the number of nuclear tests they had was 239. Oh, Ooh. fuck. Hell yeah. So, so Soviet yeah. nerve, Soviet Evangelion implies the existence of. <laughs> Damn it, Alice. <sighs> Soviet Shinji? Yeah. <laughs> Get the bomb, Shinji. Ma making my new <laughs> personality Soviet Asuka. <laughs> So the only like ones Spartak jersey. <laughs> the only tests from the uh, from any any whatever you want to call it because nuclear explosions from the national economy is too long to say every time you want to reference it. Soviet the only ones we know, like Russian outsourced Soviet plowshares. That's a good one. So the only tests we know about in the English speaking world are about the ones that went wrong, and there were a few. Next slide. Hmm. That implies a bunch went right. Ah, uh, well, I mean, that's not of any use to the U.S. government, that knowledge. In 1971, there was Globus 1. This was done with a 2.3 kiloton bomb. That's like a fifth the size of Little Boy. Yeah, and unrelated to a photo here of someone hitting the vape. <laughs> yes. Oh, I guess that's a Subaru dealer. Aww. <laughs> Love and catastrophic engine failure at 80,000 miles. It's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Head gaskets. They're a wear item. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell that to my mother. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> they detonated this one 610 meters underground. I don't know what the fuck that means. Um, yeah, no, that's like 1,900 feet or something. Got to double it and add 30. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> This caused a small earthquake because, you know, not a very big bomb. And then 18 minutes after detonation, a the source I read said a fountain of mud. I prefer to imagine this as a geyser of mud erupted about a meter from the well they dug. Ooh. Um, they had really fucked up. 
Um, mud gas was... finds a way. <laughs> um, after the mud, gas followed, blasting into the air for the next 20 days. Um, the source I read said it was, quote, mostly inert, unquote, but had <laughs> like, a half-life <laughs> of several months. Just a, like a, two dudes standing on top of one of those mountains in the background, just like, yeah, <laughs> All of this Suka sounds Blair. fine. Where's that? All of this sounds fine to me. I don't see what the problem is. Oh, <laughs> if if you have the Sukabliat drop, um, interrupt me with it. Oh, I have so the... many Sukabliat drops. Which one? Which one shall I use? All it's of a real, them. It's a real question. Sukabliat. <laughs> <laughs> so the government tried to cover it up. They set up an exclusion zone around the site. That classic. Um, I think also happened to encircle part of the nearby town. Classic. <laughs> Man, the Soviet oh, model for like yeah. natural disasters or unnatural disasters is pretty, pretty. Just like don't let anyone up. out. <laughs> At what point do the helicopter start dropping boron into it? Uh, I mean, this does get ugly pretty quick. Um, they buried some of the equipment and hoped nothing would happen because they didn't tell anybody that anything had happened, a couple of teenagers went to go and check out the blast site. Uh-oh. After I crawling around... I probably would have done that. Yeah, you would have. Yeah. Because um, you are spiritually Russian in your soul. You, you, you uh, crave... That's uh, a weird uh, thing I, to say to a I, Polish I, person. Nothing they haven't heard many times before from Russians. I, I, res I respect all Slavs. I, 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 there is, there's no Slav I do not respect. <laughs> That's uh, better that's than most slobs can say. Oh, <laughs> All right, now that we're doing some casual ethnic cleansing on this podcast. <laughs> um, well, we're only talking about casual ethnic cleansing under yeah, the USSR. Pan, casual, casual pan-Slavic nationalism. What could possibly yes. go wrong? We need a single Slavic nation. Alice is tired. Let's wrap this bitch up. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm tired, but I'm fascinated by Justin almost inventing like pan, like Yugoslavia too. True. Yeah, I will be the next Tito. Slobodan Morozovich. <laughs> <laughs> the teenagers complained of bad headaches before just dying, officially yeah, from meningitis. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then the health problems in the area started. There were miscarriages, elevated cancer rates, premature babies born, um, on brand as fuck, a two-headed calf, which I hope they named Brahmin, um, mm. was born. Yeah, and then the someone local... on Tumblr wrote a really sweet poem about it, like, uh, 40 years later. And then somebody else on Tumblr turned it into porn. The local health records were destroyed in a fire at some point, so we don't mm. actually know how bad the situation was. The area's apparently still pretty contaminated, and you can't stay there long, though some people, like, for radiation tourism, will visit. This sounds like a bad fucking idea to me. Mm -hmm. The incident <laughs> has been referred to in Russian media as the Ivanovskaya Hiroshima. Hmm. Next slide. Then in 1978, Kraton, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's an N, I think. Um, yeah, 1978, Kraton 3. Sources vary about why this was set off. Um, some say that it was to get at some diamonds, uh, which sounds like Minecraft to me. Mm -hmm. But um, another said that it was like a seismic sounding test, which uh, is how I spent my Friday night. Um, 
<laughs> it's something about measuring the crust uh, mantle of the earth with like the shock waves. Um, basically what happened was they set it off in the wrong place. Like, and the Soviets did really want to like fuck the earth. Thus the Kola <laughs> super deep borehole. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Kola super deep bussy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they set it off in the wrong Show place. Show me the bomb on again. <laughs> <laughs> no. They, they, they put a little welded cover over the, the Cola Super Deep Borehole, which I, I think is very considerate of them because, like. It's very, very sweet, yeah. Very, yeah, very, if you, if you very go there, cute. it's literally it's in a ruined building because Russia, but you, you can just go right up to nobody gives a fuck. And I think if they didn't have the thing down, I would just be concerned because, like, I know my own luck and I would, like, by happenstance, drop my keys. <laughs> like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not getting those back. <laughs> it's like, nah, I'm, I'm not gonna fall in, but you know, sorry, I'm gonna drop. I'm gonna drop my phone or my wallet in there. You know, <laughs> I think I'm my gonna... phone might get wedged, but the keys, you know, I can hear them jangling. Then I can't hear it anymore. Yeah, it's just like, exactly. yeah, they're in, they're in the fucking, they're in the earth now. Ah, it's like shit. Funniest. The devil himself now has the keys to my house. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I gotta call a locksmith. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's locked. Locked. Yeah. <laughs> the funniest thing you could do with the capture the super deep borehole is something that I shouldn't actually say out loud. Oh, you could fuck the borehole, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. drill a hole in it, install a flashlight, and then I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then your calm is like yeah. then Satan is like getting in the cum center shots of the earth. Oh man. My dad yeah. and possibly my boss are gonna listen to this. Hi guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, or whatever. If they made it two hours in, I don't think they're going to be too scandalized by by the prospect of, you know, uh, sort of a, a come rain landing on Satan. No, yeah. no. I mean, we've already line. had that a stage line. of N- Nintendo fetish porn, so. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm begging you to go back to it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I am no longer asking. Really also implies that Satan spends his time hanging out under the borehole, like directly. Yeah, just well. waiting for someone to fall down. Like he just needs a pal. Yeah, like he's yeah. tired of torturing people. He just wants uh-huh. a buddy. Yeah, because hell is at the center of the earth, which means the borehole goes there. Mm. Yeah. There's true. no way not to be under the hole. Oh, that's true. That's science. It depends on the like <laughs> diameter of hell. Oh, also. is it is it Roz? Yes. Okay. Getting quite metaphysical here. Anyway. Kraton 3 was, like I said, set off in the wrong place. They they generated a highly radioactive cloud, um, the scatter of which I think you can tell by the picture and just the kind of raised forest where everything just died. Mm-hmm. Um, that drifted. It had an impact on the local populace. Uh, radiation-related diseases uh, occurred at a much higher rate there than in the general population. The environment has never been successfully rehabilitated. There are still radionuclides or radioactive elements in the river it was detonated next to. In 2014, the Yakushin Minister of Nature Protection said the area still needed monitoring. Oh, those... Mm, yeah, I for a second I was sort of confused by the scale and I thought, that's like a clump of moss or something. It's like, no, 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 that's a forest that no longer exists. Right. Yep. Yeah, so I don't know if there's any good, like, complete English language resources on Soviet plowshare, but these are the lowlights of them, and that is the end of the presentation. And now I can tell you the butt story if you want. Please. Yes, please. Yes, please. Okay. Uh, this has nothing to do with uh, nuclear explosion. Well, I, debatable. Um, so I, I refer to this as the Rivian fart story. Because, uh, okay, I'll, I'll say, Liam, do you know the Rivian R1T? 
Yes, of course. Okay. So, um, because I have a cool job, I got to drive that on a junket. Um, the problem was, um, this was like my first assignment when I had been hired full time and I had cooked up like before heading off to this event, I had cooked up myself, um, a big batch of chili with beans that I had undercooked uh, a crap ton of chilies, a lot of garlic, which I found out mm, only just recently makes me fart really bad. Mm. Um, I had been like eating this all week and I had already known that like it was causing me gastrointestinal distress. Um, oh no. I'll be one of those people who's like, yeah, but there's leftovers stuff. Well, what I'm one of those people of that's chilies? like, I, what kind of chilies? Um, yeah. I think probably Chipotle, Ancho, um, several, I'm going to say, because I made it pretty spicy. Okay. Mm. That's, that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, no, it was pretty good, especially with some cheddar over it. I ate a lot of it, right. um, and that's how I found out that it was giving me murderous gas. I'm talking biohazardous um, and right. very frequent. Oh, yeah, the kind of farts that change you as a person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I don't like that another of my phrases that has entered our, our sort of shared lexicon beyond things of that nature is the X that changes you as a person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all kind of Dallas. The chili that kills you instantly. <laughs> <laughs> There's a My rich sort of intertextual thing. If you yeah. don't follow the other podcasts, now is the time to get into Kill James Bond and Trash Feature because there's a rich sort of connection of all of these things, and you can you can follow them through. The I had been eating this stuff for like three days by the time I had to ship off to this event, which fortunately I didn't have to fly for and like subject somebody next to me to, you know. Mm -hmm. deathly farts it's and fine they're, they're, you know it's, it's japanese uh airline omelets you know so could have been worse <laughs> kind of dodged a bullet there yeah <laughs> the the night like we we crash at the hotel and that night i get god-awful sleep i'm talking like three hours so as soon as they have the coffee in the pot in the morning i'm just swilling the stuff um and then they're like okay Everybody get ready. We're going off-roading for several hours. And um, first question, and this is if this is too personal, do you tell me to fuck off. You don't smoke, do you? No. Okay, good. Well, because otherwise, uh, you, well, because this is the thing. When I used to uh, both drink coffee and smoke, that was sort of like pulling a pin on a grenade, gastrically <laughs> speaking, in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, coffee that's, just uh, kind of does that. That's, period. That's uh, that's locking in. I, I, I will yeah, say there is a distinct there's like a log it out. Yeah. There's a yeah. step change when you add a cigarette to that equation though. Yeah. That's <laughs> correct. The um we were supposed to get bathroom breaks, but thing is when you're holding in like farts of giant magnitude that are like potentially career ruining if you let them out around um PR people you're supposed to have a relationship with. Um Basically, like from holding them in, I couldn't get them out during bathroom breaks, and this went on for more than. I'm five sorry, hours. I have to do a career ruining part. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't look at me. <laughs> and like off roading too, like yeah. the roughest yeah. possible thing on your stomach. Yeah, the um, and we were actually like going up above twelve thousand feet, so like that oh, only made no. like uh, like balloon oh, more. God. Yeah, oh, so no. you, um. You have, sort of I, a, you have sort I, of a you have sort of a submersible situation here. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Too much well, inverted. 
Invert. Yeah, I guess that's the opposite of submersible. Yeah. So yeah. if your if your colon was made of carbon fiber, it would have been fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> used to say it's not. <laughs> the so I get bad altitude sickness, but I couldn't do anything about it by just chugging water because you know it was it was going straight there and it would make me possibly shit myself. So I'm like I'm starting to get physically sick. Um, somebody like pops a tire in front of us, so we end up oh, like fuck no delayed for 45 minutes or more um getting to our lunch stop and i like last 15 minutes i like have chills because i'm feeling so bad um Mm. first thing i do when we make camp is like grab the latrine kit rush off into the forest get the solid plug in front of it out um i i still don't feel better yet because you know you got to build some pressure behind it i go get some food and I feel the moment has come. So I again walk away from where everybody's having lunch in this nice idyllic alpine meadow. Um, and I make sure to walk out of earshot and, and I let, I let rip what was absolutely the greatest fart of my entire life. Um, <laughs> it's like bouncing off the mountain. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> yodeling with my asshole <laughs> outstanding absolutely so this was at least 12 seconds long um bare minimum i i think it was 15 plus i think it feasibly could have been 18 and it's audible the whole time <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, like it gets to the point where it's gone on so long, you know, I'm pushing to keep it going. Um, and also just to I don't want better. this feeling to end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have achieved Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> well, I funny enough, I did feel much better um when it was done until I got back to the camp and there's just like this dude on a laptop sitting on a stump there. Um, and as I approach, he turns to me and goes, that was epic. (laughs) (laughs) Later that night, um, I was talking to somebody else who'd been nowhere near. They were another 50 feet away at least. And, uh, they said they were talking with one of their friends and they heard a sound come out of the woods. (laughs) And then they kept talking and then it kept going. And then they long enough that they stopped talking and looked around to identify where it was coming from. It's like, is that a bat? What the fuck? <laughs> is that the Sasquatch? <laughs> it was the, the Asquatch. Thought, yeah. The Asquatch. Yeah. <laughs> so that means because like this, uh, because Rivian's entire PR team was there, the entirety of a car company's PR team heard me let out the greatest fart ever, and they still talk to me. So that's not a career-ending fart. That's a career-making fart because, like, they're gonna to say, remember yeah. your name. <laughs> they still email me about, and address me by my first name. I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> there's a sort of there's a brotherhood there, you know. So this has been safety turd. <laughs> no. <laughs> incredible. Oh, that's 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 incredible. Yeah. We do we do have a safety third. I don't know how everyone's feeling right now. Uh, I'm I'm perfectly content to yeah. do a safety third. Liam, what are sure. you feeling? I think Yeah, I think I got I I did a short one. I have to be up at 5:45 tomorrow. 
Yeah, oh, okay, fine. well, I, I will hit the drop then. Shake hands with danger. Alright, there's another picture here. I don't know what this one is for. Shit. Okay. Uh, yeah. This is the bottom oh. of the sedan crater, it looks that, like. That was actually to illustrate safety, Turd. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> you just, like, left that behind you. I had to, like, fill it in with a trout, you know? Yeah, here's the rectum, the and, uh... <laughs> Dear Roz, Liam, and Alice, and guest, you did it. You it. got it right. You stupid yeah. fuck. Oh, buddy. <laughs> this story comes from my time in academia, that special place where depressed twenty-six-year-olds are put in charge of dangerous and expensive equipment. Hmm. I worked in a chemistry lab doing solid-state NMR spectro spectro spe spectroscopy spectroscopy colonoscopy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah no. spectroscopy, spectroscopy, probably. Yeah, I feel like there's a there, there's there's probably like a shortened way to pronounce looking that, at stuff. Really, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I was I was looking at stuff, you know. Uh, as such, we had two high field liquid helium cooled magnets. The magnet in question was fourteen Tesla, as Ooh. compared to an MRI magnet, which is uh, about three Tesla max. Another oh. place I don't want to bring my keys. Yes. No. <laughs> Both magnets were 30 plus years old, poorly maintained, since there was one guy in North America who could service them. He was an anti-vax Trump voter guy. That's uh, true of, like, so many things, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I bet he was probably good at the job, though. Mm. Um, or maybe he, he wasn't. to change the oil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Changing the helium. It consumed mm. about 100 liters of liquid helium a month. It's cool that we're just running through that. We have no way of replacing it, and we also use it in balloons. Yes. Because $1,500 a month in liquid helium is a lot of money, and helium is non-renewable, my boss convinced the university to install a helium recovery system. This meant workers would have to install a bunch of piping in our magnet room to collect the helium boil-off and send it to another room to be collected and condensed back into a liquid. Hmm. Now, my boss was very cognizant of safety around our magnets, but she wasn't super present in the lab. She made sure the contractor in charge of the work know that, knew that no magnetic tools could be used in the room at all. We even put up a small permanent magnet on the door so the workers could test their tools before entering. Cool. That was good of you. Yeah. The work started without a problem. They put up plywood boxes around the magnets to prevent anything that accidentally went flying from hitting the magnet itself. They pre-cut and drilled the plywood and used zip ties to hold the sides together. The rest of the work went on without a hitch, and it was time to take down the boxes. This presented a problem because apparently no one thought about how they were going to cut the zip ties. I mean, this is a, this is a real perennial problem oh, with boy. zip ties, isn't it? You know, you can actually you sort of dump, go in with your finger, and if you're really careful, you can, like, pry the thing down, and you can just undo it. You can, you you can, can use the zip tie off. again. Yeah, That's ah, another option, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. Zip ties are just irritating. I think you should just yeah. use other stuff sometimes. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> they hold my race car's radiator in. They're fine. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> Sweet so, 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 some of you remembering my own little safety third there. I was about to say, there's, there's, uh, there, there is lore here. Yeah. You are going to have to look up yourself. Um, <laughs> the workers decided to just use their normal snips because they had nothing else that would work. 
They got the first box down without an issue and proceeded to start in on the second box. Without the box to prevent them from getting too close to the magnet, a worker accidentally took his snips into the field of the 14 Tesla magnet and flew yeah. out of his pocket and stuck to the underside of the magnet. Imagine the sound that made also. Like a gong. Dong. Yeah. Oh. Oh. scissors like a kung fu movie from Hong Kong in the oh. 70s. Sounds like that the shit. fucking Liberty Bell. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you it like tore a snipper shaped hole in his pocket like some Looney Tunes <laughs> yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, no one was between him and the magnet at the time. The workers quickly left, leaving two graduate students to deal with the now stuck snips. Rather than call my boss, they decided to deal with it themselves because they were <laughs> graduate students. Now, you can't just pull something stuck to a high-field magnet off. Oh, no, best, it's the magnet up... snips now. Yeah. Mm. At best, you end up fighting the magnetic field, and at worst, the disruption of the field quenches the magnet. All the air in the room is displaced by helium and nitrogen, and we have to call the aforementioned anti-vax Trump guy to fix it. Yeah, quenching like helium-cooled magnets is so fucking funny because you're like, you have just wasted a shitload of a non-renewable resource, and also there's going to be no oxygen in the room in a minute. Yeah, well, at you least you start... get this voice. <laughs> yeah, start. Got to start getting these fusion power plants running so we have more helium for balloons. You know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Our nation's burgeoning balloon sector demands it. Yeah, exactly. You know, this is, uh, we gotta we gotta close the balloon gap with China. Um, <laughs> It'd be fun for an entire power plant of guys just to be inhaling that and getting the silly voice. <laughs> Do the tours with that voice? Yeah. <laughs> this is what we use to make power. It's called deuterium. <laughs> oh. Hey, Ross, I I see you you have COVID again. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is called the Taurus. Yeah. <laughs> you need to pull whatever is stuck along the arc of the magnetic field which you're guessing at. Thankfully, the students managed to recover the snips without further incident. None was hurt. The only damage was to one of the shims, and my boss read the contract of the riot act. We had to babysit the workers the rest of the time they were working, because clearly the contractor had not sufficiently communicated the risk. Unfortunately, I no longer have a picture of the snip stuck to the magnet, but I have a, attached a picture of our 21 Tesla magnet so you Jesus. can see the scale of these things. Magnets are so cool. Yes. We don't know how they work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, lesson here, yeah, the lesson here is to always think about how you're going to take something apart before you put it together and to not trust contractors with expensive and dangerous scientific equi equipment. Dodge Love the show. The show. Yeah. Mm. Sent from my iPhone. Sent from my iPhone, yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. Shake hands for danger. Our next episode will be about Chernobyl. Does anyone have any commercials before we go? Uh, you can read my shit at thedrive.com. I have an author page somewhere. Um, you can probably follow me on Instagram at James Gilboy if you want. Um, if you mistake, uh, make the mistake of still using Twitter, you can find me there at, at underscore James Gilboy or on Blue Sky, which I might not use, at Jimbo12Fingers. Hmm. I was born with 12 fingers, but 
everybody thinks I'm joking. <laughs> a cat ate them. Oh, oh, that'll do it. That'll which, do it. Which? Uh, both. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, they were just like these little fleshy nubs on just past my pinky. Uh, they look like warts now because they were tied off at birth. They shriveled up. They fell off. They were sitting on the kitchen counter, um, and my parents had no idea what to do with them. Uh, they were called upstairs by the sound of me screaming for, uh, I have either shit myself or need milk or something. They came back down. The fingers were missing. The cat was where they were on the counter. I, we're learning so much about you. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I will Ooh, also say, as I, as, as I go to follow you, that your Twitter bio is literally, I was born with 12 fingers, but my cat ate two of them. Yes. Yes. I, I've used that on Tinder unsuccessfully. <laughs> oh. mm. <laughs> Nobody ever asked about open, the fingers. You should open with the yeah. fart story instead. Yeah, yeah. that's a long story. It's a long story. Well, if they don't have it. the patience for the setup. That tells you something right there. You know exactly. You could adopt a cat, which could eat more of your fingers. <laughs> it will when I die. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Look in your way. I leave all shit. my digits to Fluffy. Yes. All right. I think that was a podcast. Mm -hmm. I have to yeah. pee. Yeah, so do I. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.